0: Okay, okay, okay. So, you know how last night uh, we were talking uh, while we were recording Unleashed, uh, and we had that one question about what Jedi Master we would want to train us?
1: Oh, oh, spoiler, because this episode's coming out before our Unleashed episode comes out on our I YouTube mean, channel.
0: I mean, by a hot minute. Yeah, anyway, anyway, so so we had the question about uh, what Jedi Master we would want to train us. Well, today I was listening to the High Republic book, and uh, there's a moment where Porter Angle. <laughs> It's just, he's oh, just being so goddamn amazing. I know. And I thought, God, yeah, I would want Porter to train me. We would get along so great. He's got zero tact. He's super powerful. He can cook. He's like he's like Uncle Iroh was a Jedi.
1: That's who I was picturing in my head, actually, yeah. when, I, when with the lightsaber. Mm-hmm.
0: But then I remembered that if I want to be trained to be a Jedi, I really need to not be distracted by wanting to bang my master. And I would put Porter Angle through his paces. <laughs> oh, girl!
1: <laughs> uh, for for our listeners, when we we're talking about training, we we're talking about legitimate Jedi training. Well, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Jedi training, not any yeah. other kind of training that you might know, arguably that... be more fun but ultimately mm. less productive um but no porter angle like it would ju- like he's, he's he's older he's a little more seasoned he's a little more skilled and then afterwards we get stew so like <laughs> what's not to love about this <laughs> Um, so, do we want to, ooh, do we want to intro the show?
1: Oh, we're going to do it this early? That's so uncharacteristic of us. We've, we've kept our listeners waiting for this episode forever. <laughs> forever.
0: Look, we're going to do the intro. That doesn't mean we're actually going to start talking about Umbara.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair,
1: fair enough. Don't be
0: fucking ridiculous. Okay. Okay, so, ahem. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie, I'm the woman half of the show. And? Period, that's it. I don't, oh, why do, Why are we pretending? Why are we pretending that I have more intro? I don't. Anyway. I, just, I don't.
1: And Thank hi, you. I, <laughs> hi, I'm Chris, I'm that gay man, and Stephanie, mm-hmm. easy hard case, don't get an itchy trigger <laughs> finger. <laughs>
0: i love hard case so much.
1: god bless hard case
0: oh my god and rest in they peace. really oh okay okay we'll talk about it in a minute we'll mm-hmm. talk about it in a minute mm-hmm. but first but first uh i i have a five-star review of our podcast <gasps>
1: Really? Close after after last episode, we still got reviews? <laughs> positive ones?
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, shockingly. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you are listening to us on a platform that allows you to leave a review, please do. Preferably a five-star review. Uh, that kind of thing uh, gooses the algorithm and pimps our show out to more people. And more people is more fun for everyone in every situation. I said what I said.
1: <laughs> As evidenced by my need for more TikTok friends. Uh we just need more friends <laughs> in general, apparently. We need I need I need more people to talk to, apparently. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh we have a five star review. Okay. Uh, this is entitled So Fun. The review is from Lunar Jams. Yay. Yay, Lunar Jams. I don't know if that's music or like jam from plants that you grew on the moon.
1: Or both. Like
0: like moon moon berries. Is that a thing?
1: I don't know. I
0: don't is that like an Animal Crossing thing? I don't I don't play Animal Crossing. I have no idea. Are there moonberries in Animal Crossing? Oh Heather
1: oh oh Heather, when I uh when I was in the uh, desperation throes of COVID lockdown, <laughs> I bought Animal Planet, I got stoned, Animal I got Planet? uh Animal Crossing, sorry. Yes. I, I got stoned, I got high, I did everything, and I still didn't like the game.
2: <laughs> it's, just, oh, no. it's just not
1: for me and i know a lot of people love it i would prefer the sims or civilization but i get why people because like you it.
0: want the option to murder people Correct. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so we're clear.
1: By removing the doors from the room or sticking a clown painting on the wall. (laughs) Get them
0: in the pool, remove the ladder. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so anyway, five-star review from Lunar Jams. Hey. (laughs) Uh, It says, quote, I discovered a clip of the podcast on TikTok. TikTok. And honestly, love you both. I'm rewatching the show in chronological order as I listen to the episodes. Uh, Side note, that is the recommended method of viewing our podcast in conjunction with watching along with us so good job lunar jams um (laughs) and it's like watching the show with a couple of friends the clone love slash thirst is real thank you for the podcast super entertaining i'm a fan
1: the thirst is real absolutely the thirst
0: is super real thank you lunar jams uh we are a fan of you so thanks that's awesome this kind of shit just makes my day. I love it, and it's nice to smile now because we're not gonna we're not gonna keep doing that.
1: <laughs> not over this episode. Fuck. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, we also got two more reviews beside that one. Um, oh, are
0: we just reading all the reviews now?
1: Why not? Because we got a lot of love while we were on our break, so we might as well celebrate <laughs> that before we get into super negativity mode, okay. right?
0: <laughs> I suppose
1: uh d, uh d snyder 1996 i suspect that's that doug
0: that's doug don't give doug any more attention no. look we
1: have a doug no. now we have a doug oh, every podcast has one we have one that's are you
0: saying are you saying doug's our mascot now
1: i'm saying doug is our doug
0: i'm saying doug hurts us though you remember when he sent in that question about rex for our youtube channel? i'm in denial yeah. about that question doug now hurts it us.
1: does not exist to me but he did leave <laughs> us a nice review uh uh, chris and stephanie i discovered you on tiktok and binged your podcast i always laugh Mm. when you talk about what star wars characters you want to have sex with (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad we have this reputation by the way of being like super thirsty
0: i'm not sure where that came from i feel like we balance the thirst with other things yeah uh
1: he continues to say (laughs) spoiler alert to any listener it's almost always the clones (laughs) (laughs) correct that is correct i blame d bradley baker i blame d bradley baker too um Mm. i highly recommend this podcast to any star wars fan and then uh we also got a review from hemoclone
0: hemoclone
1: that's the username hemoclone
0: how is that spelled
1: h-e-m-o clone
0: like it sounds uh are we cloning hemoglobin is this a blood thing maybe Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Sorry. I'm overthinking it. Go on.
1: Uh, I have. Uh, they said, I've only been watching your podcast for a short while, and you guys never cease to amaze me with the amazing opinions and facts. Maybe Aww. they haven't listened to the Umbara episode yet. <laughs> 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 I have actually learned so much since listening to your podcast. I thought I had known it all until I listened to this. Thank you. Oh. Oh, I appreciate Thank that.
0: Thank you. Oh, my God. See, that's so uplifting. You were right. No, we needed this to, to, so that we can crash from an even greater height.
1: <laughs> As we plummet
0: into the pit of despair.
1: Yeah. So that let, is this so episode. while let's talk about that for a second before we like re- legitimately jump into the um, these next two Umbara episodes. Okie dokie. I would say I would I would suggest that our previous episode was perhaps the most div- divisive. antagonistic, divisive, negative episode ever.
0: It's the closest you and I have come to having an argument on mic.
1: Right. A a legitimate argument on Mike Mm -hmm. because we've argued over stupid shit, but we had a... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like...
0: Obi-Wan is perfect. Shut up.
1: But, you know, during the (laughs) break... I'm ignoring... I am ignoring that completely.
0: Go on, you shady bitch.
1: I know. Uh, But during the break, we... I had a lot of people, of course, come out to uh, engage me uh, verbally and... You know we got a lot of really cool review more more positive feedback like we had people telling us oh i can't wait for the next episode i really love right. the podcast it's really helped me which uh, steph and i find that so flattering like we we did not we did not intend to have all these people listen to us much less give us all this great stuff
0: yeah i i don't you guys i don't like people
1: <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: Chris, Chris is Chris this is my is how you build an here. audience. I don't like you. <laughs> no, no 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 no. Hear me out. I don't. My my default setting is fuck everybody. I I am not completely antisocial, but I'm just so introverted, and I just generally I don't like I don't like people. Um. So, encountering all of these people that are so fucking cool and that that listen to our show and and engage with us, and we and we get to talk about Star Wars, and now I have all of these friends. Um, I don't know what to do with that information. Right? There's all these people, and I see the same usernames over and over online, and you know who you are. I talk to you from time to time. You're fucking great. All of you. And I don't, look, I don't even know who I am anymore. I like more <laughs> more than a double digit of people in this world. And I, I don't know. This never happened
1: too. before to Stephanie. So. Ev- yeah.
0: Never. Yeah. <laughs> so, fucking weird. It, it, but it, it, Hi, guys. I I, I like you. And, and,
1: and to kind of further reinforce this point, like I had a lot of people who legitimately disagreed with me. And mm-hmm. you know what was so cool, Steph? Hmm. We had a le- adult discussion. <gasps> like we had. Uh, about Star Wars. About Star Wars. Like all, of, all the listeners that reached out to me, that engaged me, that gave me their perspective on Ponkrell, everything I said. Mm-hmm. It was super civil, super interesting. And I really loved hearing all the feedback from different people. And, you know. I'm I'm gonna stand by what I said because I am an in, like like just like Stephanie I'm an introvert I fire this shot shit off in my mind over and over and over <laughs> again right but mm-hmm. nonetheless like we just have the coolest listeners ever because when yeah, they you guys are awesome because even when they disagree with us and they reach out to me and like give me their feedback like they're super cool about it and and respectful and that just I don't know this is, our our listeners are the best and that's it.
0: Yeah. Uh you you guys have really altered my perception of the Star Wars fandom and that's fucking great because my perception of the Star Wars fandom prior to starting this podcast was pretty dismal. Pretty negative, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. This is, and uh, now that we've said that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the episode. <laughs> no, no, the pendulum's going to swing back the other way, and all we're going to get is, fuck you, Pong Crow was right comments. That's all we're going to get for the next month after this yeah, episode. Yeah, so
1: I need to awesome. tell you about the exception to the feedback I got. Oh. There are apparently a contingent of homosexual males uh-huh. that are Star Wars fans who stand Pong Crow. Oh, God. And when okay, I try but- when I tried to like like make my points and give specific examples, they were like, "But no, Ponkrell is awesome."
0: But is it just a forearms thing? Because I'm intrigued by the forearms thing. But I could just go find me another goddamn basilisk and get busy. I don't need Ponkrell to have the forearms experience. So but back to my back to my question: uh, Is it a forearms thing? Is it?
1: Well, is I, it because
0: he's got a snatched waist and two chests <laughs> like what is, I, I think what is I think the-
1: it's the muscles like you know there's uh, you know outside of the Star Wars world, there's that Colton guy who was on The Bachelorette that's gonna have a Netflix show I about him know. being gay or him coming out to being gay.
0: Didn't he just come out to ward off like some sexual assault allegations? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean he's a terrible human being, and he okay. is like you look, look dig deeper. I don't deeper know his for background. sure. Like
0: there, there was a, a head headline that rolled past. I don't actually know shit for shit about any of that. I just happened to scroll. Yeah, past I don't. And see a I don't know about don't any
1: know. sexual assaulty allegations, but I, I do know the dude was like you know right wing.
0: Okay. Anyway, from a right wing background, crack, you know, yeah. why did he even come into this conversation?
1: Well, as an example, like there are a bunch of people that are standing him because he's good looking, and so uh, I the- don't
0: understand because there are plenty of people with muscles who are attractive who are not evil, right? Like,
1: that's, okay, that's that, and that, but but you know, people don't have a moral compass, so that, that's that's the world we live in.
0: So so these... these, I mean, I don't have a moral
1: compass either, so I'm just...
0: These guys, these guys who are standing Pong Krell, is it like the the same way that I wouldn't mind going a couple of rounds with Maul? Like, Maul's a terrible person, but in my fantasy land, and also he doesn't have like a penis, (laughs) but in my fantasy (laughs) land, in my fantasy land brain, love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Super, super attractive. Absolutely uh, lust. But I would never, ever actually want to have any contact with him in real life because he's, he's evil. Is it like that? Or do they actually like hope that Pong Krell, like if Pong Krell were to physically manifest in front of them, they would climb that like a jungle gym?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I couldn't suss it out because they, they couldn't present an intellectual uh, point at all. Like most of our huh. listeners did you know
0: well yeah because most of our listeners can actually string together a couple of thoughts okay exactly yeah whatever whatever that's i am a a less good person for having learned this information so (laughs)
1: i've had that i've had that same reaction with other people so you know
0: okay well there you go yeah okay so uh we should we should get into this
1: (laughs) are you ready i'm ready our listeners are ready stephanie
0: we have stalled long enough, and here we go. Okay, so uh, what we're doing on this show is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means that today uh, we are, you know, trucking right along through Clone Wars, and we are on Season 4 of Clone Wars. Today we are talking about the second half of the Umbara arc. Uh, that is season four, episode nine, plan of descent, and episode ten, carnage of Krell. <gasps> bah, 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 bah. So, um, I'm not doing the fortune cookies. They didn't, they didn't put any, Effort. It's a uh, strong man lead, follow something, something, something. <laughs> our actions are our legacy, I guess. Like the, it's, it's they're, they're pretty vague. Uh, the fortune cookies on these episodes, but we should probably do at least the first intro bit, announcer bit.
1: I will conjure my Admiral lauren now. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> Invasion in peril. Republic <laughs> forces struggle to take Umbara, a hostile planet completely enshrouded in darkness. Jedi General Pong Krell and Captain Rex lead a battalion against a constant attack by a brutal enemy. Krell's Mm -hmm. aggressive and reckless strategies backfire, killing many clones. (sighs) Despite the Jedi General's dangerous tactics, Captain Rex's squad successfully captures a critical airbase. This further fuels the mistrust of Krell's leadership, dividing his men.
0: You know, I think this might be one of the first times that Rex gets directly name-checked in the announcer bit.
1: It actually is. I looked that up. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, because it's it's kind of this is his journey, uh, is Umbara, Because goddamn. Um, so before we get into the actual events of these episodes, there's a couple of points I want to hit. Go. Okay. One. This is the D. Bradley Baker show.
1: Uh, yes. I know we 100%. we talked about it
0: before, but we're doing it again <laughs> because uh, he is ninety percent of the voice cast. For these episodes, uh, there is, um, fuck, I got to pull up the other notes. God damn it. I didn't even write it down because I was like, oh, I know everybody's name. I don't know everybody's <laughs> name. There we go. I don't remember. Um,
1: I, I, I forget Dee Bradley Baker does the voices sometimes, so you can't. I'm, I'm never going to blame you for that. I'm just, okay. I'm not good with names, so.
0: So the rest of the cast here is Dave Finoy, that is Pong Krell, uh, and we do have um, James, I bit my tongue <laughs> oh, <laughs> trying, no. to say, trying to say James Arnold Taylor and I bit my tongue. <laughs> Ow.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's the carnage upon Krell coming for that's you. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been
0: cursed. James Arnold Taylor has a couple of brief moments as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and, uh, of course, we have Tom Kane uh, doing the announcer bit. But that's about it. It's really... All D. Bradley Baker all the time. And I um, actually saw an interview with him. Uh, he was talking specifically about recording for The Bad Batch, but it would absolutely be something that applies to recording these episodes, mm-hmm. which is he has the script in front of him and he just reads straight through it. It's not like he does all of Rex's lines and all of Fives's lines and all of Hardcase's lines separately. He's reading the conversations and just switching character voices on the fly. Wow. Now it's the same. It's the same base character voice, but the personalities shine through differently. And he just switches back and forth between them. He says he he just imagines it as like having a conversation with his friends in his head.
1: And I mean, I, what? I'm gonna try. I am gonna try to focus a little bit more on the positive for these two episodes because I I was more entertained by these two episodes than the previous two, right? Because I I had time mm-hmm. to. Uh, settle down a little bit and get less angry about the stupid ass Ponkrell character. But um, <laughs> but uh, I have to give all of my gratitude and happiness and everything to voice actors in general. Right? Like, oh my god, it's unreal. It is just yeah. unreal. Matt Thompson, who does the High Republic stuff, like Mark Mark Thompson. Or, or Mark Thompson. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, I am so <laughs> fucking jealous of voice actors.
2: Oh my I, am, God.
1: I love running Dungeons & Dragons games. I am not a voice actor. I got like mm-hmm. three voices, maybe, unless I'm speaking a pretend language. Then I have like five <laughs> or six, right? So uh-huh. it's just ugh, unbelievable.
0: It blows me away. And I think a solid argument could be made for uh, without Dee Bradley Baker, Clone Wars as a series doesn't work.
1: Uh, I think that's a safe argument. I mean, Dee Bradley Baker shines in these episodes because... Mm-hmm. Even I don't even need to see the clones to know which clone is talking. He's that right. good. He's mm-hmm. that good. It's, it's unreal. It's, um, it's unfair. It's so good. It's so good. Why, why don't no, I have I'm, that talent? So why am I not as good as T. Bradley Baker?
0: <laughs> you have other skills. Oh, but I do. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Anyway, we move, we, move, we move forward. We move forward. Okay.
0: The other thing. The other thing. The animation. We talked about this last time. I'm going to do it again. The animation is astounding.
1: It's, a, it's out of control.
0: It's so good. Like, the end of season three, you know, they developed a, the new software for particulates in the air. And they're clearly, like, really pushing its limits and finding out exactly what they can do with that software, especially in these episodes, because we literally have a fog of war.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. Um,
0: Umbara is dark, it is foggy, and it doesn't ever feel like it's just a smudge on the screen. Like, there's depth to that fog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, it's and, so good. and for the for the last episode, it becomes a huge plot point. Yeah, like a very significant plot point. Does yeah. Umbara's darkness like prevents you from seeing very far? And mm. there's shit shooting at you that you cannot see where it's coming from.
0: It's so intense and it's yeah. so good. And they and they really really get into. And I don't. I think maybe this is a combination of advancing the uh, the animation technology and. Um By this point, by you know season four, the animators are really comfortable um with the faces of the clones and what they can do with them because the micro expressions like these guys are telling whole stories with their faces, yeah, and because that is the one face map that they use the most in the series, I feel like that's the one that they've got the most practice with rigging to be able to convey things like. There's a moment when Rex watches three particular starfighters fly away into the sky and just the Mm -hmm. little corners of his eyes crinkle up. Which, A, is hot. And B, it's so, (laughs) it's so good. It's so good. And then, you know, there's, there's another point. We'll talk about it later. A a single man tear rolls down somebody's face and it's so heartbreaking. And like, they, Mm. so the quality of the animation, uh, and the quality of the voice acting, um, this is, I feel like right here in this arc, part of the reason why this arc is so goddamn legendary in Clone Wars is because this is really where Clone Wars as a series levels up. I agree. As like a total package. Mm. That's so good. It's so good.
1: Uh, Speaking of which, for for those of y'all listening, let's not forget about the Unbara Ark drinking game. Uh, Every time (laughs) we say the words testicles, balls, ball sack, and any version of that word, uh, please take a drink.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, Go ahead. It'll be great. So with that said, Stephanie, how do we start off the episode?
0: (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, so we're at an airbase, and apparently we have many Umbarans taken prisoner. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but notice that we're calling them insurgents now.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. When do? Uh, when, how do you become an insurgent when you're fighting fighting for your land? You know, on your
0: own, on, on your own, fucking own in your home. Because let's, let's revisit this. Uh, as far as the setting, we are still on Umbara. It is a crazy, dark, shadowy world that has evolved in a part of space that's spooky, yep. uh, out in like a ghost nebula or some shit. Yep. And, uh, they've evolved so separate from the rest of the galaxy that their technology is crazy and advanced and bizarre. Once upon a time, earlier, like last season or something, I don't know, they used to be the Republic, uh, but, they left, and now they want to be separatists. And for some reason, we're there. The Republic is there on their planet, stomping around and forcing them to stay in the Republic?
1: Yeah. Eek-eek. Is and, that why and, we're here? Again, that's one of my biggest issues with this whole arc is, like, why is the Republic being why so... Why are we even <laughs> here? So aggressive towards Umbara. What is it yeah. about Umbara that makes uh, the Jedi go, hey, let's just fucking take over a whole planet without, and, and without any kind of diplomacy or anything like that? Mm-hmm. You know. And
0: it's, it's not like they're next to any super vital shipping lanes. I, the only thing I can think of is they're trying to keep Umbar and technology out of separatist hands. Yeah. That's it. And, and so did we, did we try to negotiate? That's not even mentioned. And I get, I get that these four episodes, that's not the story that they're telling. They're telling the story from the trenches with these soldiers.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: the story that we're telling here. We're not talking about the big picture. Republic negotiations but we have to like fanfic that shit in that maybe some attempts at negotiation were made and that's why Obi-Wan is even there because he's the negotiator uh, and it fell apart and now they're having to go by force just to keep technology blah 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 fanfic blah 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 it's not given to us in the canon,
1: yeah, so we're like, just left to wonder. Like, for me, it would have been nice if someone said something like, oh, you remember when Obi-Wan tried calling the Ambarans? The Ambarans were like, fuck you, bitch, we're giving all our tech to the Separatists. Like, that would right. just instantly, like, okay, this this makes a lot more sense now, but...
0: Yeah. or there's a group of Umbarans on the planet that don't want to be separatists and they've called upon the republic for aid but that's not what's happening here no there. no it's just straight up we are taking this planet away from the people of this planet and because they're resisting us now we're calling them insurgents
1: yeah you okay. know what this is the this is the ufo alien storyline do you remember that do you remember that story stuff i think i've told the story before i don't know cuz you were there
0: I okay but i uh slept since then so (laughs) Uh, so tell me i i am excited tell me the story so uh
1: y'all uh just a reminder stephanie and i are gigantic fucking nerds and we used to we used to play live action role-playing games (laughs) and and one of these games we played in is a game where we're in the dark ages and we're supposed to pretend to be vampires in this like transylvanian (laughs) carpathian mountains in the background van Helsing's around the corner kind of setting you know Uh uh-huh uh-huh and uh a sort of friend of ours was running this game with another person that we didn't know very well. She didn't know them very well, whatever. And we're supposed to pretend to be Dark Ages again. And I'm in this like scene with a group of people. And I don't remember if Stephanie was there or not. I don't think she was. But, I don't think so. But this dude who's running the game comes up and is like, you see this UFO that comes down and touches down upon the, upon the ground. <laughs> and my first question was my first question was well I mean what the fuck is a UFO why would my ca- why w- I my character is in the 10th century why would I know <laughs> I what a fucking no UFO was for this. Yeah
0: I don't even know what the letters U F and O are we don't have that <laughs> It makes no sense here. so
1: so so anyway so uh, long story short that caused friction and drama but I always use that story as a reference point of when I'm dealing with a story where I have to do so much mental gymnastics just to make it like make any kind of sense that mm-hmm. I, I I just can't do it anymore and you know look let's be honest for a second star wars is known to have plot holes and some oh, yeah. weird shit yeah. and i have stretched far for some star wars and still love them i am on record as saying i love rise of skywalker that's my favorite you fucking do. star wars movie mm-hmm. i'm not going to argue with anybody over the weird storytelling and <laughs> and the plot you're going to
0: argue with me about it in 20 years when we get to it
1: yeah I will, but and, and you'll see the mental gymnastics I've had to do <laughs> to get me to like the movie. But I don't just like the movie; I love the movie. So that's meh. true. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, that was a preemptive fuck y'all. Yeah, on I, I'm. A,
1: we're 20 years away from that episode, and I'm already feeling combative about it. You know? Understood. Yeah.
0: So yeah, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know why we're there. We really just have to accept that we're there because we're already two episodes into this arc. So okay, fucking fine. Here we are on Umbara. Uh, the insurgents are lobbing missiles outside of this airbase that the 501st has taken. And uh, there's General Krell, who I have noticed in my notes, his face testicle is extra ball-sacky.
1: That's now. where I was going. His balls are extra bouncier.
0: Yeah, like, like it's got going a lot on? more wobbly wobbly, wobbly wobbly to it.
1: Like I, I don't know why. I, I so I I rewatched what these, happened? I rewatched these two episodes yesterday and I noticed that like his testicles were swaying left and right like a lot more <laughs> and I actually went back and watched the first two episodes and they legit did not move that much.
0: Right. Yeah, no it's it there's a legitimate increase in the motion of the ocean going on <laughs> in his waddly bits I'm, hanging off of his chin.
1: I'm convinced the dark side of the force makes his uh chin balls a lot more <laughs> Jiggly. (laughs) You know?
0: Well, maybe he's relaxed now because they've got the bass, so they're just hanging (laughs) a little more... A little more flexibly. Um, Anyway, so there's some general conversation about, you know, like, we're doing fucking war stuff. I don't know. I don't remember what happened because the shot cuts over to Fives on his back under a starfighter. (laughs) And the camera, like, lovingly trails up his leg towards his codpiece. And goddammit, I mean, thank you, but this is a kid's show.
1: (laughs) This is a kid's show. (laughs) I did not go there. He did. Uh, he, uh, yeah. So. I went
0: straight there and I haven't come back. <laughs> <I don't
1: understand. laughs> I'm still living. I'm still there right now. I'm under. Yeah. The, I'm under. I what? am. I was. I was going to say I'm under the ship with him, but I want to revise my statement and say I am the ship. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. He's he's tinkering around in my carburetor. It's great. Like, what? <laughs> Fives is so fucking hot. Anyway. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Fives and Jesse are talking about something i don't know i honestly i wrote nothing i'm looking at my notes and it like jumped straight to an, a phone call from obi-wan so i i don't i hope nothing in that conversation was significant
1: well they're they're i mean it's not that significant they're just generally questioning krell because like that, that dude is fucked up as of, the, of that the, of fucking the, guy yeah because that guy and he is mm-hmm. uh, but their their conversation gets cut short as rex is there uh because a transmission uh well, first of all, Krell walks up and is doing mm-hmm. doing his Krell thing. He said some shit I couldn't hear past his balls, so there we are. <laughs> um, uh, but they get a they get a transmission from Obi Wan Kenobi,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I remember the first time I saw these episodes a long time ago. I I had a I had a pretty sad moment actually. OK, because I can I can remember times where I, I, I just as a kid, I just wish there was somebody to come fucking save me from whatever god awful situation I was right. in at the time. Yeah. And when when Obi-Wan Kenobi, when it's announced yes! that Obi-Wan Kenobi's <sighs> getting a transmission, Rex has his look on his face and I'm like, oh, please, yeah. Obi-Wan, please, for once in your fucking life, be that asshole that I know you're going to be or you're going to try mm-hmm. to be. And 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 identify a situation that's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is I think he he almost did. Okay, so they get up in the tower. It's a super tall tower over the airbase, and uh, which also and looks like a d-
1: dick, by the way.
0: Also looks like a dick. Yeah, and, and the uh, the hangers down at the ground level around is like like a of like five or six testicles. There's a lot. <laughs> okay, we're we are not projecting this. Okay, it is phallic konkrell's chin wobble it does look like testicles it is not a stretch we're not we're not reaching for this imagery it's just there okay cool all right so
1: (laughs) it has a legitimate mushroom head tower okay it does so they they they, they get
0: they get up to the (laughs) they get up to the mushroom head um (laughs) and they and they take the call from obi-wan and it's super staticky and also uh Obi Wan like Umbar and technology, right? He his image is assembled out of like little blocks, which I thought was really
1: cool. Yeah, I I, I did I did make a note of that. It was super cool how in the corner it's like it's it, so it's not like projections of light. It's like energy right. building something, and it's, and yeah, it's super yeah. It looks
0: cool. almost like like Minecraftian. Yeah,
1: um, I tried to find information on that by the way, and there's nothing because uh, this yeah. is the only time we see something like that.
0: They're really just kind of making shit up as they go and just off the cuff Umbar and technology stuff. It's really cool, yeah,
1: which is cool, um, but yeah. So we
0: find out uh, in this conversation with Obi-Wan that uh, the Umbarans have taking the airbase was great. It cut off that supply route for the Umbarans, but they have another one, which is from a ship that is now in orbit. And they're trying to take it out with the space battle, but that's not going very well. Their reinforcements haven't come in. In the meantime, the ground troops that are being resupplied are lobbing big-ass missiles all over the place which we've already seen out the window a couple of times here at the Air Force base. Uh, so Obi-Wan's like, hey, uh, we can't really take the capital right now. And Krell's like, no, we're going to take the capital. We're totally going to fucking take the capital. And Obi-Wan's eyes cut to Rex, who is standing next to yeah.
1: Krell.
0: And he thinks for a second. And I have to assume that the image is just as staticky and blocky from his end
1: uh, uh, yeah, as it mean- as it is. Yeah, but Obi Wan knew where to look, right? Because he knows that right. Rex is going to be standing right there. Well,
0: because he trusts Rex. Yeah. And so he he looks over at Rex and Rex has that that look on his face. <laughs> Please like, save come on, me. Come on. Please ask me, fucking ask save me. me. Yeah. Ask me the question. And Obi Wan turns back to Krell and he says, We cannot expect and he gets cut off because of the static on the line. The comms go dead. And he was totally I Firmly believe the rest of that line was, we cannot expect the clone forces to keep doing fucking suicide runs at the Capitol like this.
2: Yeah, I agree. Obi-Wan was
0: about to advocate for backing up and cutting off that supply line before they try and take the Capitol. He was about to speak up for the clones right then, which is why the signal got cut off. Because I believe at this point right here, Krell is already sabotaging the transmissions. Agreed. So but yeah no that's heartbreaking that's fucking heartbreaking because rex who is a grown-ass man in this moment is having to beg with his eyes for somebody to save them
2: Mm.
1: and
0: it's not working and no you're right that that was heartbreaking
1: yeah and yeah so ponkrell's like we have to take the capital rex is like uh shouldn't we like i don't know do something smart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, he was, he said specifically we should you know we should try to get Obi-Wan Kenobi back on the phone so yeah. we can coordinate things so we and, can at
0: least attack at the same time yeah. so we can coordinate our actions and Krill's like fuck that yeah. get everybody ready we're out of here in 12 hours.
1: Right. Now the Goddammit. 501st is Anakin Skywalker's uh, group right Correct. and they they can be reckless as fuck which yep. they are in this episode too. But they're that, not that fucking reckless and they're not stupid either. I mean, they right. they more often than not have to save Anakin from himself sometimes, you know mm-hmm.
0: they have that's exactly it. They have to be uh, above and beyond. Uh, brave and, and able to improvise in the moment because they gotta pull General Skywalker's bacon out of the fire nine times out of ten. Yeah. And, and they need to survive to do it. And the veterans of the 501st, guys like Fives and Jesse and Rex, uh, these guys, uh, they have a ridiculous amount of experience. This war has only been going on for a couple of years at this point, but they have been doing so much.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Like, they've been constantly going. And so they know, they know what the fuck they're doing, and Krell is just completely disregarding this. So then Rex has to go and tell the boys what's going to happen. Yep. Because because Rex is still doing that thing where he does what he's told. And you can tell he has all the misgivings in the world, but he's loyal and he's going to do this.
1: Oh, Rex is going to Rex. Rex is probably... Rex is going to Rex. Well, because think about the number of times Rex had to... Tell his men, hey, Anakin wants to do this thing now. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? You know?
0: But it worked out because Anakin gave a fuck about them. Yeah. So Rex goes and he tells the guys, hey, we're going to be making an assault on the Capitol. And they go, I think the fuck not.
2: We're doing that.
0: <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like, Fives makes no bones about how he disagrees with this. And Jesse is right there with him. And Tup is listening. Like, they're all in this conversation. And did you notice... Quietly behind while Fives is talking, while he's talking shit about Krell. Uh the Vader theme is playing.
1: No, I did not notice that.
0: Very quietly there's a dun dun da da behind uh. behind Fives talking. Just to let you know the dark side is totally there.
2: <laughs> just
0: just in case you're wondering, it's sort of lurking around. Anyway, uh Dogma's there and he's totally a hundred percent team Krell. We should listen to Pong Krell all the time.
1: Ugh. Yeah, Okay. here's
0: the thing. Okay, let's talk about Dogma.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Dogma.
0: Okay, um, so Dogma is easily identified by the V-shaped tattoo on his face. Um, and what is that? Also... Do you know what that means? Or No, it's just a tattoo on his face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's so many there's clones any... in this that even have their helmets off yeah. that they really had to come up with, like, different they did, designs. That... Like,
0: hairstyles and tattoos and stuff. I yeah. don't know. Sketch some shit. Yeah. So <laughs> Dogma, the word Dogma is defined as a principle or set of principles laid down by an authority as incontrovertibly true. So he's embodying that. Right. Like he is what we have here, because if we, if we look at these stories, these four episodes as Rex's story, Rex is in the middle, and we have the two ends of the the loyalty-follow-orders spectrum around him, and that's Dogma, way at the good-soldiers-follow-orders end of the spectrum, and way over at the other end of the spectrum is Fives, the I-fucking-know-better end (laughs) of the spectrum.
1: And, and, and he's
0: got both of these voices in his ear.
1: And don't you think Rex would lean more to the, I'm going to be loyal no matter what wing?
0: That's that's the way he wants to go. Yeah. And that's that's the way that all of his instincts say to go. But over the course of these episodes, he's learning that that only works if your trust is is placed in a worthy commander.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you
0: have to be able to use your judgment uh, to be able to tell uh, what's, what's worthy and what's not. And so, Fives points out that they they have an alternate possible plan that they can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I've been talking forever. What do you got? What's their fucking plan, Chris?
1: Yeah. So their plan is to attack a uh, a capital ship that is a storage vessel, um, so that 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 they can uh, because they find out that the capital is still getting resupplied from this like uh, ship that's up in orbit. Right. And Obi-Wan Kenobi had said earlier, we're trying to attack this fucking thing, but there are way too many people and I'm way too hoity to get my hands dirty. Uh, um, that is
0: not that, in any way oh, what he okay, said. Okay, that last
1: part I kind of added in. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. So do you want to talk about the support vessel?
0: I would love to talk about this vessel that they're going to have to deal with.
1: Go. Yeah. So it is known as a DH Omni support vessel. Stephanie, Ooh. do you know why it's called DH? No. Because if you look at the design of the ship, the center part looks like an H, and the outside looks like a D. Are you fucking kidding? I'm not me? fucking kidding you. That's all. That, I, I found. I found an actual quote from a. a, a I didn't write down her name, but an, an animator that says that's the only reason why it was called a D H. Um, okay,
0: I'll take it. It works. Like why do we call it X-wing an X-wing? Because it looks like an it X. looks like an X. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: hello, this is Star Wars. Are we kidding? Yeah, um, it is a uh, it is similar to the louis Hulk class. I'm mispronouncing that oh. terribly, um, and it was uh, developed by Horsch Kessel Drive Incorporated. Oh. Uh, they are a, conf- uh, it was a Confederate uh, system company that merged with like four or five other companies. Apparently oh, there's fun. a comic book about this, but they built this vessel and we are, we are going to see what this an vessel. comic book. Right? I know. How fucking crazy is that? Um, mm. We're going to see this vessel a lot more from here on out. This is its uh, oh. debut in the Clone Wars. We're oh, going to see it all the way up to the last season of Clone Wars. Oh,
0: wow. Mm. Okay. Badass. Okay, so... Five's plan is basically he and jesse were able to crack the Umbara and access codes all they need to do is figure out how to fucking fly these starfighters and they can fly up and then use the anakin skywalker <laughs> technique
1: now this is of- pod racing this is
0: pod racing <laughs> The trick anyway uh apparently anakin at some point was uh telling stories with the 501st and he told fives about the time that he blew up a trade federation command ship yeah. by flying into the middle shooting at the core power thingamabob in the middle of the ship and then flying away and fives is like let's do that
1: <laughs> let's do what anakin did when he was like seven
0: <laughs> yeah what could go wrong <laughs> nothing well, he, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing can go, go wrong.
1: wrong nothing absolutely nothing
0: so Rex is like, okay, I will take this plan to Krell. Right. And so he does, he takes it to Pong Krell, and Ponkrell is immediately like, uh, no.
1: <laughs> Ponkrell's like, Do these bitches even fly? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and and I'll I'll give it to Ponkrell That in that moment. They are not pilots. These right. as demonstrated the episode before, where one of them was flying the ship and shooting at whatever while they were like sideways, upside down.
0: Right. It was, it was a fucking bizarro shit show. It was, it was insane. And so Krill's like, ah, uh, no. And he actually says, because just because he's right doesn't mean he's not an asshole. He says,
2: I'm afraid I can't afford to
1: waste any clones on frivolous adventures. Ugh. Dick. I hate him so much. I hate
0: him. He's so mean. So anyway, cut back to the guys are in their barracks. Clones have bunk beds, and I think that's super fun.
1: Yeah, right.
0: It's like it's like summer camp, just all the time. Okay,
1: okay. Side note: Couldn't we have gotten Uh-oh. a starship, a Starship Troopers shower scene? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about, right?
0: They could just do it waist up and keep it, you know, Cartoon Network appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Just, what the fuck? Just give me something, you know. Anyway, this
0: whole conversation could have had could have happened over soap suds. Yeah, I'm just. And, and then, it would have been totally okay.
1: Yeah, and Fives could have been like, it. oh, can you get my back, mate? You know, or something like that. And then, <laughs> Oh, really? And then Just yes. like that, huh?
0: And then yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so anyway, Rex <laughs> walks in uh, while the boys are all hanging out. Everyone but Dogma. Which is important. Yeah. Uh, and he tells them that, no, we're still going to assault the Capitol. And Fives is like, or we can just do what the fuck we want to do.
1: Fucking Fives.
0: Yeah. How about, I'm not going to fucking do that. And they're about to, to get into it. Rex is really torn. He's like, look, if, if I had my way, we would do your plan. Yep. But I don't have my way. The general said no. And we have to do what we're told.
1: Yeah, and Man. then you know, but Rex but Rex is trying to be the good soldier and like right. guys I can't do this and he walks out of the room.
0: And Fives follows him and Fives and they have follows an argument.
1: him and they have a yeah, yeah, they have a legit fight. I
2: cannot just follow orders when I know they're wrong. Especially when lives are at stake. You will if you support the system we fight for.
0: It's a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Like fives is like there's lives at stake. Our lives. We're not just numbers. We're not droids. We're not blindly following okay, orders. But I have
1: to I have to I have to say fives, the number five saying, We're not just numbers, we're people, I'm like
0: I know, I know, I know. Girl. But but we get you get to a certain point where the word that is being called as your name is your name and it's not the word that it was. Right, like, I, know, he, I, I know. I get I, just, I get it. I get it.
1: Probably not the best clone to deliver that particular line.
0: I know, but I I, I allow it because he's so pretty.
2: <laughs> he's so
0: pretty. Anyway, uh, he he says that we, we can't do this. Our lives are at stake and we, we're not just going to blindly follow orders. And Rex is like, no, you're going to follow orders because it's a matter of honor. It is our honor to support the system that <sighs> we're representing. Like it's, it's code of honor versus this whole Maverick thing that, that Fives has going on. It's a really good clash of ideals there. I love that we are having that conversation.
1: Yeah. So. And most importantly, the the things that Five says definitely has an effect on Rex. Another yeah. example of excellent animation was Rex's face after that conversation was over. He would like I watched his heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Cuz he doesn't
0: want to he he knows what's right. Like, he, know, he knows what is correct to do for his men, but he also knows what is right to do for his code of honor and everything. And it's just fucking, it's just fucking great. I fucking love Rex. And I love, I love watching him. And I think, yeah, we, we said last time that Rex is universally loved in the fandom. And I don't know that he was universally loved in the fandom prior to these episodes airing for the first time. I think these episodes are what did that. Oh, I think these episodes are what locked Rex in. As as the the favorite clone.
1: Well, this really brought together a lot of different personality dynamics of the clones mm-hmm. that you know, we've we've seen hints and glints of it, but it's like the main it's the main spotlight right now. It, are all mm-hmm. these different clones and the different dynamics of how they all are. I mean, D. Bradley Baker working overtime on this episode is evidence of that. Like he's having to right. you know <laughs> probably reading each line flipping from personality, personality and making sure he's staying consistent through that, which he does. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, ugh, it's just, it's gross how talented everybody is anyway. Um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> five, uh, but yeah, Fives is going to do this. Uh, five yeah. has now decided he is probably going to figure out a way to not follow orders.
0: Well, and he tells Rex, he's like, no, I'm going to go find some pilots. We're doing this. Like, there's no two ways about it. And Rex just has to live with that knowledge. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: for whatever reason, Five decides Hardcase is going to be the one.
0: Right? Okay, so, that's... <laughs> Why the fuck? They go to the hangar, and they are secretly testing out the the starfighters to try and figure out how they work. And of all fucking people, Hardcase? Hardcase is the yeah. one that they put in the cockpit?
1: Yeah, I mean.
0: Was Fives not paying attention when they flew these fighters before? Did he not notice that Hardcase was like, was tumbling like a tumbleweed made of laser bolts I mean, when he was flying that? Hardcase
1: thing? probably shot some clones doing that shit too. It's possible. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean. It's possible. I just fucking, <laughs> of all people, hard case. But this scene does give me one of my favorite moments. I have a lot of, you know, because we collect our favorite moments, our favorite lines from these episodes. And a lot of my faves from these episodes are not favorite. I don't like them.
2: <laughs> They're not fun,
0: but they are significant and worth calling out. But this hard case, every, hard case is just a goddamn delight. Everything he does, every moment that is hard case in these episodes is my favorite thing.
1: I agree. I, agree. I
0: love him so. He's wobbling around this very tight hanger with this starfighter. He's bumping into shit. He's knocking shit over. And Fives yells at him.
2: Okay. what are you doing? If I knew, I wouldn't be doing it.
1: <laughs> I mean, just a reminder. uh We talked about it a bunch last episode. uh there is no like control console that you can physically wrap no. your hands around. There's no button to press. It's all virtual, essentially. And, yeah. and it's a totally different control scheme than these clones have ever confronted.
0: Yeah, and just because Hardcase has done it once before does not mean he is a qualified test pilot. He's just slightly more qualified than anybody else in the room, except maybe Fives. I'm not sure why Fives isn't in there. Oh, wait, I know why Fives isn't the one in the cockpit. He's the one that has to take Pong Krell's call.
1: Yep. So So Krell Krell calls in, (laughs) and he's like, why is the alarm going off? Blah, 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 what's happening? And God bless Fives. Like, he can't lie. He's not good at it at all
0: girl he goes full han solo in this comms conversation i know and that's
1: a that's a reference point actually uh the <laughs> ponkrell uh, repeats the same lines that they do on a death star <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and yeah uh fives is doing i mean han did a better job quite frankly than, <laughs> yeah. than fives did <laughs>
0: but fives bless him he's he's struggling he's trying he's pulling it out of his ass he's like
1: ah uh, we are decrypting the alien hardware sir
0: it's totally normal. There's nothing wrong here. There's nothing. How are you? Like, that's how the yeah. whole conversation goes. Uh, and then, and he almost, he might have gotten away with it. If in the background, Hardcase hadn't, you know, fired a missile.
1: At the door. That,
0: that blew the door that's off a, the That's hanger. important
1: for later. So now he knows how to fire the missiles. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he knows how to fire the
1: missiles. And these aren't so uh, much missiles as that they're, uh, con- it's conductive energy collected around a physical metallic thing that it shoots shoots off, so.
0: It's these pods that are over on the wing thingies.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: On the sides, which are apparently removable. Yep. Because we do, at the top of the episode, see somebody, like, sliding one on. Right. To a starfighter, so we know those things are modular. Okay. So, of course, now there's been an explosion. So, uh... Krell starts a a, a
1: disintegration.
0: A disintegration. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the door to the hangar no longer exists, <laughs> thanks to hard case. Hard case is fucking pleased as punch. He hops down out of that cockpit. Yeah, he's like, he's hey, like <laughs>
1: I landed. I figured out how to land the plane. Isn't that great? <laughs> and for five, is like. There is no fucking door. (laughs) Yeah. And all the others start. My favorite moment of that whole scene is while like Fives is trying to talk. Hardcase goes ahead and just bounces against every fucking fighter in the whole (laughs) hanger, And they all get knocked down.
0: (laughs) He's just destroying everything in the background. It is a great scene. Uh, But now we're in trouble because Pong Krell is stomping in. He's got Rex behind him. (sighs) And he demands to know what the fuck just happened. And okay, that's a legitimate demand.
1: Right? <laughs> why is there a pile of starfighters and a door <laughs> has been disintegrated? And what the fuck? Yeah. And
0: then immediately, hard case is Johnny on the spot with the lie. He's like, "Oh, it was, a, it was an umbar and booby trap. We disarmed it. Everything's fine now." Yep. And like, why? Why weren't you the one answering the comms earlier? <laughs> you really should have switched. <laughs> Switch these roles out here,
1: guys. Uh, again, being in the five-zero first means that you're in these types of situations where probably Anakin Skywalker is asking you to do something fucking crazy. It backfires, and you have another mm-hmm. Jedi walking up, going, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I
0: just <laughs> and you have to feeling. cover,
1: and you have to cover for your general.
0: That's true. Yeah. I get the feeling that Hardcase, uh, just based on his temperament, has had many opportunities over the course of his training to lie his ass off about fucking something up. Yep. So that just came naturally to him. Yep. He's like, I'm a problem, child. I know what I'm doing. No, well, I, was a I mean, child. fuck,
1: he's probably the one that Rex pushes out in front of him, went to explain to the Jedi what the fuck <laughs> Anakin just did, you know? <laughs> So
0: no, Rex is too responsible for that. Come on now. Yeah, probably. But five certainly would.
1: Five would be like, uh, hard case.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially now, especially now, Yeah. but not after these episodes. Anyway, so, uh, Pong Curl's like, the fuck? No, he's like, this is the proof that these starfighters are too fucking dangerous. We're not going to use them. Your plan is an absolute no, it's not going to happen. And he stomps away. Yeah. And Rex stomps away with him. And Jesse's like, Okay, well what the fuck are we gonna do now? And Fise is like, We're gonna do the plan. What we're still doing it. Yeah, Just because he said that, no doesn't mean shit.
1: Yeah. That was yeah, I, I had no intention of following his orders at this point. Yeah. yeah.
0: everything everything he said went right through my ears. I had none of that stuck or landed. And so they're talking about the plan and how what they're going to do is they're going to get in these starfighters and fly up and sort of blend in with the Umbaran forces, fly into the supply ship, fire at it, blow it up, fly out. That's their, uh, they're going to sneak in. And did you see, I don't know, you don't spend a lot of time on the TikTok, not as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the animation moment where Hardcase does a little, he says, and will sneak in and he does a little finger wiggle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that animation is infamous. It is all over TikTok. Really? It gets used all the, yeah, that little moment because, uh, A, it's hilarious and adorable, and he does like a little finger wiggle thing, and we don't usually see that kind of personality and movement out of the clones. But also, how often do you see animation like that of anybody's hands in Clone Wars? That's true. Animating that many fingers to move individually is not easy. That's why the Simpsons only have four fingers. (laughs) you
1: know no it's true it's true every every single piece of movement on a screen in animation costs more
0: yeah yeah so that little like half a second movement of his fingers was an intricate dance of pixels and hats off to whoever pulled it off because it's fucking iconic and i love it
1: <laughs> oh my yeah so anyway so then what happens <laughs> yeah so uh fives jesse and Hardcase are not in their bunker
0: um oh yeah no they're not <laughs> uh-huh and
1: uh i believe it was um i believe it was dogma who woke up yes uh yeah dogma like opens his eye and sees that two the two buckers next to him were empty and he was like oh shit and he already knew what was up uh mm-hmm. and so he rolls over and t- i don't i don't remember i didn't write it's down tup. which which t- tup. T- okay and it's tup like- is
0: the one with the top knot and the uh teardrop tattoo on his face
1: Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's like, where are they? And Tuck's like, I don't fucking know. And Dogma's like, yes, you do. And if you don't tell Commander Krell what's going on, you're going to get in trouble. Ooh. And so Ooh, uh, yeah. so that situation happens. Meanwhile. Um- okay,
0: but pause right there. Oh. So we have these two clones. They have been sleeping and they don't sleep in their full armor. Right. They're wearing the black underarmor. Right. Which is fine on them. It's, it's whatever. I'm not... But here's the thing. The clones are not a monolith. I'm not attracted to all clone bodies in whatever layer of undress I can get them into. No. Shirtless Rex back in the Deserter episode, be still my heart. These two... <laughs> these two in their little black jumpsuit, meh. But later, later, we're going to get Fives and Jesse with the exact same character model in the exact same black skin tight under armor situation and that's hot.
1: Hold on for a second hot. please.
2: Why am I holding? On? Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you just try to make fun of me for being thirsty and then almost choke yourself? <laughs>
1: maybe are you dying
0: for a joke
1: i, I die for my comedy damn <laughs> you
0: serves you fucking right you're right there with me don't even pretend pl- which is like playing pl- and pretending at the same time
1: so we're, uh, that's the new dark side divas word pretend
0: <laughs> don't pretend don't play don't pretend don't pretend so we got
1: just for review we got uh <laughs> misogynists
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Controver- no,
1: controversy and uh-huh. yeah okay
0: okay okay we are a mess so yeah we're a fucking mess yeah. alright so uh, Fives goes and tells Rex hey we're totally gonna fucking do this and,
1: and, and this part this part was rough on me because I know that you know Fives probably wasn't intending on going out and finding Rex and telling him but he had to he absolutely well, has. Yeah, no, had he
0: he went out there specifically to go tell Rex. Yeah. Rex was on patrol outs at the perimeter and so they suited up and went to go tell Rex that they were totally gonna do this. And he's like Fives is like, if you plan on stopping us, we need to know. And Rex is like, Okay, I'm not gonna stop you, but I'm not gonna help you either.
1: Yeah. Which is Which is total bullshit by the way. Re- well, Rex is totally gonna help them
0: right but right now these are the baby steps that he's taking Mm -hmm. away from the dogma end of the spectrum and towards the fives end of the spectrum
1: right right this is
0: it's it's he he's it's death by a thousand cuts here he's he's moving slowly in that direction and this is the first big baby step where he's like okay go ahead and do it i'm not going to tattle on you and i'm not going to stop you right but if you get caught i'm not sticking up for you wow because that's where he thinks he's at right now, and it's adorable that he thinks that. But I anyway, know. Yeah. I'm
1: like, do you anyway? Rex Rex is trying yes. his best, and that's what it is.
0: Well, he he's a man in in transition. He's he's yeah being forced to evolve at an unnatural pace, which is interesting for somebody who ages at twice the normal human rate. But you know, this is this is a big level up experience for everyone who survives it. So especially Rex.
2: Yeah. Oof, Oy vey. oof! Okay, oof, so, so uh, oof. the
0: the boys take their their <laughs> fighters. It is Fives and Jesse and Hardcase. They've got their starfighters and they launch up into the sky. And Rex sees them fly away, and his eyes crinkle up a little bit at the corners, and my heart grew three sizes. Aww, I, I just love him, and he's so proud of them for doing this.
1: Yeah, he is. He's
0: torn about it, yeah. but he's proud of them. So they get up there, and that space battle, they, they were not expecting this. Like, the the cloud cover of Umbara is so intense, they had no idea how bad it was up there.
1: Yeah, and it was insane. Uh, yeah. But thankfully, you know, they even, uh, in their Umbaran fighters, they, there were another group of Umbara fighters that joined right behind them. And at first, they were mm-hmm. like... Oh shit! Did we get found out? And you know they because
0: they, you can just look right into their bubble and see that they're right. not Ambarans.
1: Uh But they broke formation and they were like, okay, they mm-hmm. don't—they're not onto us, and so yeah. they're able to make it to the DH Omni support vessel. <laughs> uh, the
0: hardest part about that approach was resisting the urge to protect the clones who were up there fighting. I know was the resisting the urge to shoot barons off of their tail and stuff. Fives has to tell them, like, don't, you need to, don't pull the trigger. You need to watch it. <laughs> and did you see there was a couple of times as they're flying through in the, floating in the, in space behind them, the bodies of clones.
1: Yeah, I did. Just floating
0: in space I as did. they fly by like, Jesus
1: Christ. Well.
0: It's almost like it's a clone war or something.
1: Right. I know. Fuck. Ugh.
0: <laughs> so meanwhile, back on the ground, uh,
1: yeah. krell has a giant shit fit
0: well yeah his his testicles are just all a wobble about it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
0: is that the sound that wobbly testicles make
1: uh, from the inside out sure
0: <laughs> i wouldn't know Don't that's happen. the
1: out that's the sound my mouth makes when never mind
0: yo yo i hate you yeah so Ponkrell is like why the fuck did those fighters just take off and rex lies to his general's face
1: Rex has crossed run. over to the dark side.
0: He has he, no. Well, to the <laughs> he's crossed over to the, to the, the five, five side. side. Yeah, uh, he says that he sent them to go do recon for the assault on the capital, and so uh, when they come back, they will have more information to make Pongrell's plan even more successful. Which I and love Krell, that last
1: part because that that yeah. was that was Rex being a shady bitch and being like, mm-hmm. I figured you would want for this to happen so your plan could actually be successful.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that was him selling it, selling the mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. And Poncrell's like, fine, just fucking give me that report when they get back. <laughs> but then Poncrell walks away, and right then, who should walk up on their way to go talk to the general?
1: Ah, uh, so yeah, so Rex turns over and he sees Dogma and Top right there. Uh huh. And Rex is like, where the fuck are you bitches going?
0: <laughs> uh huh.
1: And so Dogma is like, oh, 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 nothing, just a, just a personal matter, nothing wrong. And Rex is like, I see through your bullshit.
0: Yeah, Dogma's like, we want to go talk to the general. And yeah. Rex is like, fuck, you are. Mm-hmm. And also, chain of command. Mm-hmm. I don't know what fucking rank Dogma is, but it's not of a rank sufficient to go and address the general directly. Nope. No, you go through your commanding officer for that, honey bear. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're tattling on your commanding officer, you giant fuckstick.
1: Yeah, and so Dogma had to finally say, "Oh, never mind," and walk away. But yeah, right. Rex is like, "Oh shit," you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, meanwhile, up in space, did you know that B one battle droids get break time?
1: Yeah, of course <laughs> they do. <laughs> That was my. That was one of my favorite parts of this episode. (laughs) I'm like, one of them sitting around reading a magazine, drinking tea. I'm like, I fucking love these people so much.
0: (laughs) And there's a couple of B ones just like hanging out, and another one's like, "All right, break time's over, get back to work." Like what? (laughs) So this is inside the hangar on the supply ship. Uh, Would you like to know about the hangar on the supply ship? Are you
1: serious right now? Uh-huh. All right, go. Give it to me.
0: (laughs) The ever-so-cluttered cargo hold on this Separatist support ship is populated with various random flotsam from other episodes. What? Yeah. They didn't just create an entire cargo area from scratch. No, I mean, you're only going to see it in passing, briefly, and then it's going to blow up. So... They just built it from pieces of other episodes. So we have cargo containers from the Coruscant docks in the Senate Murders episode. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> we have, there are fuel pipes from the Zillow Beast episode. <laughs> and there are those big spotlights that they pointed from the Zillow Beast Strikes Back that were pointing at the the sort of torture cage for the Zillow Beast itself. Wow. Those, those spotlights are also in this cargo hold. <laughs>
1: What is it in this fucking ship right now?
0: (laughs) They just built it out of random pieces that they had. They just cluttered it up. I mean, it's
1: like the the tactical droid on the ship is like the world's fucking worst hoarder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's there to deliver supplies, you know, it's a lot lot of supplies.
1: So are you saying that maybe Dooku or Grievous are hoarders and they're like, tactical droid, I want you to take this DH looking ship and collect all my shit for me. <laughs> and the tactical Who had droids take like all the supplies and tactical droids all of, yeah, all of them and tactical droids like I will do such a thing you know sure yeah. just like that that's impossible Any- <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they're this super cluttered hoarder ship that they're flying through uh, they waste no time getting through but obviously they're not subtle about it yeah uh, they are easily recognized uh, because they're just in a floating bubble. On these
1: ships, I also didn't see any Umbaran starships like dock exactly. in there, so it's probably unusual for them to be flying in there.
0: No fucking business being in there. The battle droids clock them immediately, and so they close blast doors on this hangar bay. Which hard case figured out how to disintegrate those?
1: <laughs> so he disintegrates another one.
0: Yep, and so he shoots it, but then the tactical droids like, oh fuck, and kicks up ray shields, so they're not able to keep. Uh- and moving through
1: yeah so they they've learned their lesson from when sca- anakin skywalker at age eight or nine whatever it was uh, <laughs> decided to blow up one of the federation ships so the federation yeah, that like, was
0: a design element that actually got added to the ship yeah like, they're like 10 years ago
1: hey, hey let's put fucking ray shields around yeah. the most vulnerable part of our ship okay yeah,
0: we should probably do that so can we please fast
1: forward <laughs> real quick to like 35 sure. years or so the death star yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where the fuck are the
1: ray shields?
2: <laughs> they didn't. They didn't
0: think. No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> Where <laughs> are we the ray know, shields? We
0: know that that little hole that they were able to fire into to destroy the the Death Star was a design flaw that was deliberately placed there by Galen Erso. Right. And nobody else knew about it, so of course they didn't put ray shields on it.
1: So, are you suggesting the original blueprints called to like ray shield everything? And Galen's like, no, nah, that's going to use too much energy. We don't need that.
0: I'm saying that Galen designed it so that that would be vulnerable. Yeah. So if there are ray shields anywhere else in the building, they're not over that one
1: spot. Got it. Got it. Got it. There you go. So, can I say my my favorite one of my favorite scenes of the Family Guy spoof?
2: Oh, of, sure. Of, of this, this is episode. Not a yeah, giant we're totally at we're all. totally
1: going off the track. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Um, is where where uh, Stewie as Darth Vader is being told that there's like a <laughs> there's a this vulnerability, and he's like, well, that seems like a really big deal. Uh, how much is it gonna How much is it going to be to fix it? And the guy's like, well, it's gonna be a lot. And Stewie's like, uh, let's not do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay, yeah, that tracks. Uh, maybe maybe Dooku's budget consciousness is actually a Sith trait.
1: Maybe, but for Maybe. the uh, for the DH Omni support vessel, they spare no expense. They reshielded the right. fuck out of this like engine, and right. and so the the three the three clones get stuck. They have to turn around. They start pot the 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 battle droids. But the problem is, is that Umbaran ships aren't shielded very well, right? So and there's
0: turrets, I believe, also. In this cargo bay. Because, again, they learn from the Anakin Skywalker incident.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Add more more guns, more everything. Yeah. Give, give me everything. Uh, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, Hardcase realizes that, or at least Hardcase realizes, oh that someone's going to have to go behind the ray shield to deliver the bomb.
0: And got. Bless him. He doesn't even hesitate. He's like, somebody's gonna have to do something really brave and really stupid. Guess that's me. That's, and he that's hops what out I of do. his ship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so question, he, is fives raked higher than hardcase or
0: um arc troopers are kind of they're not really within the command structure. Right. Like fives is online um, on on Blech. Fives is on loan to the 501st for the Umbara campaign. Right. So he's kind of not exactly within the command structure. Are you talking about when Hardcase is ordering Fives to leave? Right. Yeah. I I have to interpret from that that Hardcase actually technically outranks him. Okay. He just has never acted like it.
1: Uh, No shit, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so Hardcase uh, detaches one of the uh, bombs or the torpedoes and right. basically tells the two to get the fuck out. And Fives... Does not want to leave, obviously, and Hardcase gives him the whole, uh, if there's at least one order you cannot defy, let it be this one. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here right now.
0: Right. And Hardcase just walks the torpedo around the ray shield into the the core, the, the, the planet core, <laughs> the,
2: the,
1: the, the, the engine core, core yeah, yeah,
0: and and lets it go. And, and he says,
1: Live to fight another day, boys. Live to fight another day. Ugh.
0: And God damn it! Look, I know, I know, that any time, particularly in Star Wars, if a character is instantly funny and likable and lovable,
1: <laughs> they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Of course, of course, you love him. Of co- we charmed you right into it, motherfucker. We have, we have tricked you into having this emotional connection to this very likable character, so that we can hurt you. Yeah, I know, and I saw it coming. I saw it coming the first time I watched through this arc. I don't care. I'm a sucker for it. I love him, and his death hurt my soul.
1: Yeah, it hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, the boys fly away, the remaining boys, Fives and Jesse. uh, They fly away while the ship blows up behind them. And they make it back to the airbase, where Rex and Pong Krell are waiting for them.
1: Uh, Okay, so I legitimately hate the next scene coming. Oh. No, I just do because I've. Already, bear in mind, I'm already done with Pong Crow. I am done with her and <laughs> yeah. everything that he represents. I'm just done. I'm fucking done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is this should be a a, a a wonderful and great moment. And also, bear in mind, I was watching this shit week to week, right? Mm-hmm. So at the very end of the episode, um, uh, Jesse and Fives show back up. Uh, they, you know, inform Rex and Pong Krell of the wonderful heroic thing they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Pong Krell actually does acknowledge that it was a heroic act. Yep. And I'm like, okay, this dude's finally going to be cool. He's going to be, he's going to lighten up. He's going to realize oh, that the 501st okay. is going to do awesome shit. Mm-hmm. And then Pong Krell's like, well, huh, too bad you committed treason. And I'm going to yeah. fucking kill you. Yeah.
0: What? Yeah. Okay, so A, Pong doesn't address the fact that Hard case is gone. That doesn't even come up, he doesn't give I fun. know, I know, um, I know, I know. He says that was treason, you committed a huge crime by directly disobeying me, and that, we will talk about that in a minute, okay? I have a whole, whole girl, did I tumble down some rabbit holes getting into military law and all that shit. Oh my god. We will get to that. Okay, but Rex tries to step up and say that actually he ordered them to do it, so he should be the one to take all the blame.
2: Oh, and Rex.
0: Fives is like, don't fucking listen to him. He didn't have anything to do with it. I get to take all of the blame. And Poncrell's like, look at the balls on your face. You think, you think you get to dictate to me how I'm going to punish you people? Oh." Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. And then he bubbles his testicles at them. Uh, and he, he lets them know, no, Rex isn't going to be punished. It's totally going to be just Fives and Jesse. And they are going to be court-martialed, found guilty, and executed for treason. And that's the end of
1: the <sighs> and episode. And that's the end of the episode. And then you have to wait a whole fucking week to figure out what's going to happen next.
0: Ugh! Okay, but worse than that. So the copies that I watch, because again, I don't have a Disney Plus account. The copies that I watch. La 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 la. La la la
1: la. La 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 la. la. Mickey Mouse, I love you. Mickey, (laughs) I love you. Okay. So
0: I have old copies from back and before the day, before there was Disney Plus, before Disney even owned. Clone Wars, okay? Before Disney had had any acquisition of Disney, that of Disney, of Star Wars. That's how old my copies are. So I'm watching this stuff is ripped from TV, okay? And But it's great because I get little moments like this right after that ending of this episode where it's like, and they will be executed for treason. And It goes straight into that. Right. Then we get the Cartoon Network ad for the next week's episode. Would you like to know what that ad said?
1: I'm definitely curious right now.
0: It goes.
1: Ever had a substitute who just wasn't as cool as your regular teacher? <laughs> That's the way Rex and the clones are feeling about Jedi Master Krell. But instead of getting too much math homework, they might not make it off Umbara alive. Wow. <laughs>
0: Like, they're trying. Hey, it's a kids show, kids show, kids network, kiddity kids, kids, kids. It's for children. Boop a doop a -a doo, substitute teachers and math homework, huh? (laughs) Please, (laughs) nobody's getting executed for treason here. That's not what we just said. Don't listen to the testicle face, man. That's not what happened. Children, children show. I am floored. Children context. Yeah, it was a hell of a thing. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: The audacity of it all is
0: amazing. Okay. So let's take a let's take a break in between episodes here. I need to have a conversation. Okay. Okay.
1: <sighs> so What are, wait, what what is the cover What are we doing right now? Oh is this a rabbit hole shit?
0: This is some rabbit hole shit.
1: Oh dear. Cuz we're
0: we're about to get into it, okay? So, we talk about war crimes on this show. A lot. And I've talked about it before. I've addressed it before that uh no we do not know what constitutes an actual war crime in the galaxy far far away the there we don't know because it's not in canon. The fucking ball pit at Chuck E Cheese has more rules of engagement than Star Wars.
1: <laughs> okay? That shit and that shit is like a a wilderness, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's vile. Anyway, so no we don't know. All we have to judge it by is through our earthly lens. So we have to view this as Earthlings from Earth and the most uh, sort of umbrella set of laws that the majority of the developed nations of Earth agree upon are the international humanitarian laws enshrined within the Geneva Conventions for how we go about war. So that's how we can comment on war crimes on this show.
1: Or we we try, apparently. Apparently some Star Wars fans don't believe that... Uh, morality even exists in the Star Wars galaxy, so, you know. Well, they're entitled
0: to their incredibly incorrect opinions. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but in these episodes, we start getting into something much more granular, which is military law and military codes of justice, which is much more difficult to talk about in a general terms because the U.S. code of military justice is not the same thing as the British or the French or the German or any other country's military codes like it's all very unique and so it's hard to speak to it directly i can address it somewhat from the perspective of the u.s military code of justice because that's i'm american and that's the perspective i'm the most familiar with i cannot parse it out on it on an international scale we just fucking can't right so uh, there's so much war crime Especially in this next coming up episode. We bury the fucking needle on the war crime counter. I can't even really qualify all of it. Okay? Uh-huh. And so as we get into this next episode, I'm going to address certain things that do happen, like, uh, like sabotage, like execution, like friendly fire. These things are going to be coming up and I can only address, we can only really talk about them generally. Like, I can't specifically point at a thing and go, this right here, this is a crime. But what we can do is proceed into this next episode um, like intelligent moral thinking people. I know. And know that what we are seeing is wrong. And we get to watch the characters in the show come around to that same perspective.
1: In, In the absolute most awful way possible.
0: That's fucking awful. Yeah. But all of this brings up another point that I think we need to talk about, which is, are the clones considered people?
1: Uh, yeah, to me they are.
0: Okay, but within the Grand Army of the Republic, does the Republic consider the clones to be citizens of the Republic? Are they people?
1: I don't like where you're going with this at all. <laughs> um, do I? So are there are there some members of the Republic who believe that the clones are just tools to be used in the same way that droids are used? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but you'll notice that the non-assholes of the Star Wars galaxy treat their droids very well and probably also consider the clones to be um, the same as them. Right. So, uh, do I don't I don't know if you see the correlation in our life right now, Heather, <laughs> that there are some people who inherently know it's generally a bad idea to be mean to others, mm-hmm. and the people who don't give a fuck about anybody else and are just generally awful, and they don't go to a public place and, and wear a mask, they don't get vaccinated, they're mm-hmm. racist, right. etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, the, that exists. There is- yeah. There is an empathy divide right. within within humanity, and and it's something that I don't even know if they intended for this to be an element of this show, or if I'm overthinking a cartoon. But I'm here, and I'm gonna do it. So um, the the reason I bring this up is because the shit that goes down in the next episode, nobody in the episode reacts like anything is illegal.
1: What uh, well, what do you mean by that?
0: Like Ponkrell ordering clones to be executed summary execution no trial that's nobody reacts like wait you can't actually do that they go along with it the only more the only objections that are raised are moral ones not legal ones which indicates that maybe it is totally okay for him to execute clones
1: oh my god you're right maybe that's fine because because so, well because Rex even says later in this episode the commander is allowed to do this kind of shit when we're in battle
0: right Oh. So are they not – because, like, who's representing the clones in the Senate? They don't have a representative. Right. Are the Kaminoans supposedly representing them? Because it's kind of difficult to think that the Kaminoan senator is representing the clones as citizens of her planet when she's actually bartering to sell them to the Republic. Oh. So are the clones people or are they property? In which case, everything that that Pong Krell does on Umbara would, in the eyes of the law of the Republic, not be a crime much worse than collateral damage and excessive destruction of materiel.
1: I hate the Republic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And like, how, yeah. how do you how do you have a like, maybe maybe we can daydream that somebody like Padme Amidala, or Bail Organa or Mon Mothma would step up in the Senate and be like, hey, how about I know everything moved really quickly. And we suddenly acquired millions and millions of soldiers uh, out of nowhere. Uh, and, and their citizenship isn't really a thing. So all of that happened really fast. But let's get the law to catch up. And let's go ahead and acknowledge the personhood of these men. Uh and acknowledge that they are citizens and they exist um we can daydream about that all they want but they would have to have that argument on the same floor of the senate where the price of each of those men's lives is bartered
2: Uh. so
0: it is not in the republic's best interest to acknowledge that they are people because then then they don't have their slave labor soldiers So.
1: Yay, kid show. Yeah, it's so fucking,
0: it's so fucking ugly, right? And, and yeah, that's, oh, okay. So that, I just wanted to throw that out there that from the, the criminal, from the legal perspective going into this, uh, mind you, I am not a lawyer. I have a degree in theater.
1: And I have never used it. <laughs> <laughs> I, have
0: not, I have only used it to pretend to like people in public. Uh, but no, they, um, they, th- th- these are the things that we need to keep in mind, is that we kind of have to proceed into this next episode that Paul Krell is within his legal rights to do everything that he's doing up to a certain point. Wow. And the clones are not right to rise up against him, to, to disobey his orders. And that's the thing. Okay. Briefly, U.S. military code of justice. There are 14 offenses that will earn you uh, a capital, capital punishment that will earn you a sentence of death uh-huh. in the U.S. military code of justice. And one of them is disobeying a superior officer. Hmm. Huh. Particularly in a combat situation. And so then that would earn you a court martial going up for trial, and if found guilty, you could be up for capital punishment. Now the United States has not used capital punishment in over sixty years. Good. Not not in the military, Good. anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Only in the
0: civilian sector. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's another fi- yeah, conversation. Yeah, that's a whole that's a different podcast. <laughs> Yo.
0: So what Fize did in flying off in open defiance of Pong Krell's orders, that's super illegal and in a normal U.S. military-type structure that would definitely get him detained, court-martialed, put on trial, probably found guilty, and sentenced to death. Wow. Now, whether or not they would actually carry out the sentence, I don't fucking know. Right. But what Pong Krell is proposing at the end of this last episode, where he is saying he's gonna be court-martialed, they're gonna be found guilty, and they're gonna be executed, that's a little... That that's a little that's a little judge, jury, and executioner embodied in one dude. Right. That's a little summary execution on the battlefield. That's a little a little more gray area, a little more sus than what is strictly correct. But again, it's Star Wars. Who fucking knows? Are these even people? I don't know. Is he going to get in trouble for this, or would he get in more trouble if he destroyed like some walkers or something?
1: Yeah. You know Who what? Knows? You know what? Though I think um, you know you, uh, Steph. You and I. Lived in Texas. You still live in Texas. I lived in Texas for a long time. True, so. We know a lot of people in the military, mm-hmm. Or we have interacted with a lot of people in the military. And I don't know if you remember, all the way in the Iraq War, we had uh, I had groups of friends who were like super hardcore pro Iraq War. Oh you, yeah, you know they blow them all up, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had a bunch of friends that were military that were just like they were, you know, they were all over the place on the Iraq War. Mm-hmm. and but all, but all of them were unanimous in, in feeling like they weren't being respected by anybody in in terms of like they came back with like wounds mm-hmm. uh trauma a, a lot of trauma and like they it was hard for them to get help it was mm-hmm. hard for them to still be is. and still is it was mm-hmm. hard for them to be sympathetic i mean i mean steph i was um uh, for a period of time, <laughs> uh, post after you and I worked together where I was working for a company and we got to do a theme with Wounded Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple events I was going to do with them for a few weekends. And I asked all my friends that were all pro-gun-hole Iraq war, hey, can you come help? You were down with the war and
2: mm-hmm. kind of makes sense
1: to me that you should do it. And their attitude was no. I'm not going to help them and that was their job. That was what they were that was what they were supposed to do and I'm not going to celebrate that any further.
0: As in that was the soldier's job. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck them.
1: And and exactly. And uh, Pankow gives the same energy. You were grown in a fucking tube mm-hmm. to fight and nothing more. You there is no yeah. you have no other value to me other than that. Mm-hmm. And he even says later in this episode I need to kill these guys because what if the rest of you fucking losers are going to get all uppity with me? I need to make an example of them.
0: Yeah, fact, I think he says at the end of this one, I don't know, the, the episodes blur together for me. But I think that is a point that he makes to Rex. It's like, no, these guys need to be fucking punished. Right. Because, because we need to keep the, everybody else in line. Right. So, like, Jesus Christ.
1: So, same energy. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the same mentality. And, you know, whether you agree or disagree with, like, foreign policy initiatives, blah, blah, blah. There are there are people that fight for what they believe in to be right and they come home and no one like there are a lot of people that don't give a fuck.
0: Well yeah, but here's the you thing know. like this is why I really love talking about fictional military because I I know enough people in the military and we've had enough horrible shit go down in Texas surrounding military culture yeah. uh that talking about real life military is so much more complicated than i am in any way qualified or emotionally intelligent enough to dive into right um so let's talk about the fictional military <laughs> which is not a,
1: which is worse let's bring it back
0: ways. to the pixels but it's a lot simpler because is at it? least the clones are good to each other hmm. okay good point a lot simpler than real life military all right that's,
1: so that's, bringing that's, it back that's that is some facts and you're right. Yo. Mm-hmm. Yo.
0: Okay. So and now, uh, now I'm our, depressed
1: by the way. I can't uh, I can't perform anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, sweetheart, you were depressed before
1: we hit record. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Baby, you've been depressed for years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 35 years and counting, hunty. You know. Yo. Yeah. Okay,
0: so the next episode I hate is you. 10 <laughs> of Carnage... Uh, you should. <laughs> anyway, so the next episode is episode 10, Carnage of Krell. We're not doing the intro shit. Let's just get into it. Shall we?
1: Yes. <laughs> I've 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 just been like I've just had like ten pegs removed from my uh, confidence right now. So uh, oh, I,
0: I, <laughs> that is never my intention. Not ever my intention. You know what?
1: You need to be proud of yourself. Sometimes you know when you <laughs> when you knock me down this hard, you really gotta you really gotta you know be proud. Anyway, I, I'll I'll get back up. I promise. Anyway,
0: <laughs> the, we're never gonna keep you down. Anyway. You get knocked down, but you
1: get up again. But I get up again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how fucking manic are we that a fucking Chumbawumba joke is the funniest thing you've heard all night?
1: Oh my god, it's because we're fucking old. That's why I'm laughing.
0: A, we're old, and B... This is really exhausting. This fucking arc,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, y'all. Uh, I hope to, I, I seriously hope you find this entertaining right now because, <laughs> holy shit, this arc is something else. So. You know,
0: the last time I listened to Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba on purpose was in a car. It was on a cassette tape played in a car that had an actual analog clock set in the dashboard. So that's how old I am.
1: Uh, I love that you know the name of the album.
0: <laughs> no, it's not It's not the album. It was the song. Fuck you.
1: Uh-huh.
2: No, that... One, okay.
0: Okay, you know what? Fine. So Rex walks up to <laughs> Krell and is like, Hey, would you maybe reconsider court-martialing fives and Jesse? And Krell is like, Nah, man, I'm alpha.
1: Okay, so I, I need you all to watch this scene in particular. Because in order for this to happen, uh, Re- uh, Pong Krell has to turn his head. And... <laughs> What we said earlier about the testicles moving around a lot more He's in
0: so much danger of testicular torsion this point. I'm man. like the man's about to break his fucking
1: neck. Like the gravity on Umbara is doing all kinds of crazy shit right now. Cause oh like I thought I thought he was gonna whip Rex in the face. <laughs> anyway. I need to take it back to a more uh, appropriate place.
0: Back to the balls. Back to the you balls. That they, they even animated like because his 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 waddle is, I guess, less important <laughs> in these episodes. There's even like an, an extra little like line underneath it, like he's got a a little like double chin on his bald chin. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Anyway, anyway, okay, so so Rex is like, please don't court martial my friends, and Krell is like, but I'm alpha. And they're a threat to my authority as the alpha. Right. He gives super strong, like, I'm an alpha vibes. Or or a, a Zeta. I don't know. There's, like, a whole other class of alpha male out there. They're just making up words for themselves. And he's, like, like beyond alpha, like alpha plus. He's giving, I don't fucking he, know.
1: He's giving toxic masculine energy.
0: Dude, there it is.
1: So yeah. Uh, yeah. he's
0: like, but you're right. They're a threat to my authority. You're absolutely right. We should not and I fucking, court-martial them.
1: I fucking hate this scene because when he when he first he goes into the, and you're right, I'm like, oh, thank God. This motherfucker is finally uh-huh. seen. Maybe it's not uh-huh. a good idea to murder a bunch of guys because that could lower morale. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. No,
0: because he says, you're right. We shouldn't court-martial them. We'll just fucking execute them. Assemble a firing squad. The fuck? What the fuck?
1: You can watch your own men get killed by other people in your that you yeah. are in command of. Have yeah. have a nice uh, day. Yeah. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. Okay. So
1: seriously, <laughs> so
0: Rex Rex has to he, Rex does this. He assembles some troops and they go down into the Umbaran Brig, which, by the way, is pretty cool. Right. It looks pretty cool. It's uh, it looks like it reminded me of one of those like multi-tier parking garages. Where you like go up and down an elevator and grab your car at a different slots and stuff. One of those? does
1: Like with the car. Where have you seen those? Because I can't recall any of those in your area.
0: Uh, In Fast and the Furious Tokyo. (laughs) 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 I do not accept judgment on this one.
1: I love that movie too. <laughs> right?
0: Oh, why is it so fun? I was about to say good, but that's not an accurate description. No, that was literally. Really I'm
1: sorry, we're we're sidetracking so bad. Uh, that was literally the movie that got me into Fast and Furious.
0: I love you. <laughs> that's the worst password. i know
1: (laughs) but there were a lot of pretty boys in it okay anyway oh
0: my god so pretty okay 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 i I was like like, i was like
1: that movie i was like i get it now i understand i'm gonna understand the appeal i'm gonna go out go back and watch the first movie and i loved it there you go so boom there you go anyway okay 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 yeah so Um, uh mr balls wants rex to murder his men <laughs> yes, that's where we're at.
0: Uh, so Rex takes a bunch of clones down through the multi lever gr- garage, <laughs> and you see that there's a bunch of Umbarans like imprisoned
1: with their helmets still on,
0: with their with their pressure suits still on. So they're all still hopped up on meth in their prison cells. <laughs>
2: like, okay,
1: uh, I have to credit that to some Poncrow bullshit too, because he's like, yeah, hey, it's probably better if they keep, if they keep taking the drugs and stuff, because maybe they'll die and suffer. and yeah, sure. That'll give me more power, because I'm down with the dark side.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So they, uh, they get down to the level where Jesse and Fives are, and Rex has to break it to them that they're gonna get executed. <laughs> and, and they're like, you fucking tool. He is using you. He is using your compliance and your loyalty to control all the other men. You, you are being manipulated. And Rex is like, yeah, okay, but yeah, I gotta.
1: <laughs> Rex was like, shia. Yeah. <laughs>
0: rex is so he's fucking this is a man in 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 mid transition of of mentality here
1: uh full-blown identity crisis mode this is probably the hardest thing he's gone through and he has gone through some shit so Mm -hmm. you know
0: he is like all the clones he's intensely loyal yeah and i think It was. It never occurred to the Kaminoans when they were designing that loyalty into them that that loyalty would be to anything but the Republic. Right. They didn't count on them spending years fighting side by side each other and developing these familial bonds of brotherhood with each other and therefore developing loyalty to each other and having to choose loyalty to each other over their loyalty to the Republic. Like, that never occurred to the designers of the clones.
1: But it did occur to them that their loyalty at the flip of a switch, could go well, towards yes. one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, God. That's going to be so hard to watch. Okay, 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 okay.
1: Yeah, we're, we're so, so far from there.
0: <laughs> in this, but then Fives is like, okay, Rex, it's cool. I see that you're processing something right now. Uh, don't worry about it. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Fives is weirdly cool with being executed. Did that strike you?
1: I don't think he was... So... I don't think it was cool. I read it as defiant because fives ultimately was the rebel. And the mm-hmm. last thing he was going to fucking do was show fear in this situation. Mm-hmm. He was just at this point. He was just saying, fuck it. I'm going to do absolutely what I think is right up to the end. That includes mm-hmm. standing like I am going to be in front of you. Come on, motherfucker, Shoot me.
0: Right, uh, and he, but his whole attitude was, I knew the consequences
1: yeah.
2: of,
0: of what I was going to do. But he keeps saying, "We, we knew the consequences. We knew that this could possibly happen." And Jesse's like, "What do you mean?" we?
1: <laughs> well, Yeah, Jesse's not as uh, sharp. <laughs> <in this. laughs>
0: Jesse's Jesse's pissed. <laughs> he's he's legitimately pissed that he's about to be fucking executed. <laughs> like, it's not cool. It I, I,
1: I, I kind of wanted Jesse to be like. Dude, you just told me we were going for a ride. You didn't I didn't know I was going to the to this DH ship.
0: But like, credit to Jesse. At no point did he go, this was all Fives' fault. I had nothing to right. do with this. Like he he never tried to wiggle out of it. He's just pissed. He's pissed that this is happening. And I feel that in my soul. So they get taken up. The firing squad is assembled and they, they march out with admirable precision. And the firing squad is composed of three anonymous clones, Tup and Kix. Uh You can identify Kix easily. He's got his, he's finally got his helmet off. We haven't seen him without a helmet yet in this arc. Um, but you can identify him, uh, from his lightning bolt buzz cut. Oh, God. And the tattoo on the side of his head that says, in Oribesh, a good droid is a dead one.
2: So just saying that's
0: and also I just think it's fucked up to make the medic be a member of the firing squad. Like that's an extra layer of fucked up.
1: That's Ponkrell.
0: Uh I don't think Ponkrell appointed these guys. I think that was Rex was told to assemble this firing squad. He picked them.
1: Well, that, anyway, I I don't, I don't know what significance I could have other than yeah. I mean, maybe, I, yeah, I have no idea. I really don't know. Maybe, I don't maybe think dogma about... did
0: it. <sighs> maybe dogma did it because dogma is there and he is just a little too excited about this execution.
1: Yeah, dogma is that bitch of five hundred first squad at this point. He's
0: such a, he's such a little such, such a, a bitch.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Ugh.
0: He offers he offers them a blindfold, which does follow. <laughs> God damn it. The only known. War crime, international conflict regulation in Star Wars, which is the Yavin Code. Oh. And in the Yavin Code, the only stipulation within the Yavin Code that we know, and it's barely in canon because this is from a deleted scene in the Lost Episodes of Clone Wars where Obi-Wan brings this up, mm-hmm. that anyone who is being taken to their execution is to be provided with a blindfold.
1: Well, well, he gave them the option.
0: Yeah, they're offered a blindfold. They don't have to be forced to be blindfolded, right. but they are to be provided with it. So this lends some credence that maybe Obi Wan wasn't actually lying when he said that. That that might actually be, that might actually be a law.
1: Well, oh well, no. Uh, I think that's probably true, but you know we don't know for sure, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it is. It is the only half ass canon international conflict, interstellar conflict,
1: Inter, law, intergalactic, intergalactic, planetary. Intergalactico. Intergalactic. inter-galactic, inter-galactic inter- in- I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we cannot stay on track. Oh my god.
2: Okay, <laughs>
0: reeling it in. Fuck, this is going to be a long episode. Okay, so Dogma offers him the blindfold. Fives. They basically give him a fuck you look, and he's like, Well, I guess that's a no. And, 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 and a
1: speech. A and a speech.
0: Well, that's the thing. They're about to fire. Okay, yeah. these guys, the, the firing squad, again, with super sharp, precise lines. They shoulder their weapons. They're about to fire. It's like a three, two, uh, they're about to fire thing. Five speaks up.
2: We are loyal soldiers. We follow
1: orders, but we are not a bunch of unthinking droids. We are men. We must be trusted to make the right decisions, especially when the orders we are given are wrong. So
0: he's, he's making an appeal to them here. Yep. He's just trying to get them to think for their fucking selves. And um, it, it
1: works. It works. Yeah. They they fire my my pearls are clutched and <laughs> I know uh, we see uh, we see Jesse and five survive. <laughs> the bullets are they did. bullets are behind them or the laser <laughs> yeah, fires behind the,
0: them. Weirdly, all five of the members of the firing squad missed. Strangest thing. Uh, And they shot the wall behind them. Notice Fives is still standing there. He was standing tall, facing the shots. Jesse Jesse... straight
1: up, like, fucking curled up into a ball.
0: (laughs) No! Jesse Jesse has to stand up because he was, like, fetal position.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's like, oh. I love Jesse. He's shocked. He's shocked that he survived. Good job, Jesse. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, they missed. and, uh, And Dogma's like, what the fuck? No, we have to execute these guys. And Rex tells him, good luck finding anybody to do it. Mm -hmm. because there's nobody nobody's gonna do it and
1: at that moment i was kind of expecting dogma to do the bitchy thing and pull like rex's (laughs) pistol and start shooting at them or some shit no
0: give him a minute though
1: uh this is where my notes land on this scene um i would like to uh back to your uh, monologue about the black undersuits that the clones wear Uh um i would like to credit the lighting
0: yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's right. Oh, yeah. oh Fives and Jesse are in like half armor. Like they're only in the armor from the waist down, right. but the, the upper body is at the black body.
1: The, the the pecs and abs are glistening.
0: It looks and it's wonderful. Really, so, it looks really good. Yeah. And the thing is, um you could put Dogma and Tup in the same outfit in the same lighting, and I would be like, meh. But it's Fives and Jesse. Right. And like Hey, baby. <laughs> like, how, how, how you two doing? I I have been in love with Jesse since the deserter episode mm-hmm. when he when he yes mammed and no mammed Sue, and that was nice. <laughs> that was real nice. Okay. So and Fives Fives is if Rex wasn't there, Fives would be my favorite clone.
1: Right. So right.
0: But Rex is there. So
1: oops, <laughs> oops. I, <laughs> uh, okay. So. Where, where are we? So
0: Ponkrell is is oh pleased fucking about Pong this, Krell yeah?
1: is so happy that yeah uh, for yeah, the yeah, second time his orders have been
2: <laughs> openly, openly, openly defied <laughs> and Ponkrell's
1: yeah. like you motherfuckers but then so- oh then God, something I- happens.
0: Yeah, so Ponkril is like literally growling in Rex's face about this, and they get interrupted by an incoming transmission from a clone out in the field.
2: The scorpions have ambushed one of our platoons, seizing
1: weapons and uniforms. Right,
0: and this is where the whole plot falls the fuck apart for me.
1: This was always my ultimate butt slam with this whole arc. Was this oh
0: butt slam? Are you slamming something with your butt? I, I, is that what well...
1: you're talking about? Anyway, uh, so so look look y'all again. This is our opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not arguing that the Umbara arc is not an important piece of the Clone Wars. We're not arguing there is a badass shit to the, in these episodes. Right. But my the other half of my Ponkrell is a just a character that doesn't work with me in the Star Wars universe. Uh, mm-hmm. The second half of that argument is this situation right here. Uh, so, Stephanie, did Ponkrell pre record this? Did he. Right right (laughs) exactly is this his plan b what's happening exactly what's going on did he
0: somehow fake this transmission that a member of the 501st who is out in the field right now calls in at this moment where by the way we missed there's a moment here where uh palm is growling in rex's face and he says you are making a mistake by
2: crossing me clone
0: and rex stands up for his little self and says
1: it's captain so. Uh,
0: that, that's the moment that is interrupted by the call coming in.
1: That, um, that was a good scene. <clears throat>
0: yeah, yeah. No, it gets better. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. uh, in fact, I think I think I might see, not uh, not that I agree, but as things progress in this episode, I might see why Paul Krell has some stands out there.
1: Okay. I'm not saying oh, I agree. Oh, okay, okay. I know people that are now going to start crying for you saying that, <laughs> and I'm here for it. Uh, I am, <laughs> I, I...
0: I <laughs> I just there's there's an exchange between him and Rex and we will get to it and I have a new counter for it, but we're not there yet. Okay, so oh. getting back to this and the yeah. fact that the plot has is is about to fall apart. Right. This this call comes in saying that the Umbarans are disguising themselves as clones. Okay? Right. And exactly, did that get pre recorded? How did he set this up? Because that is the whole crux of the rest of this episode, is that Pong Krell is deceiving the clones, and he is tricking them into going into a situation where they believe that the Umbarans are disguised as clones, and he's engineering a situation where the fog of war is so intense, and two different battalions of clones have been told that there are Umbarans disguised as clones out there, and they need to go kill each other. Like, he's in, he's engineering a slaughter, right. but... It starts with this phone call from a random clone out in the field. And it's and it's it's a hollow call. We see the image of him.
1: Right. So... What the fuck? What the did fuck? Where did from? that How? Why? Where? I don't... I can't explain it to you, Stephanie. And clearly, you're not able to explain it to me. That is a... Uh, yeah. That's I mean, another... like, I'm not
0: asking you. I don't think you can explain it. I don't know.
1: Viewers? I, uh, viewers Nobody, if can, if, if there's like a deleted scene or... Of Ponkrell working in front of a computer, going, "I'm going to make this shit look good." Like, just let <laughs> like me know.
0: Doing, doing his best clone impersonation or something. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, I don't he is—he is, he is a
1: force know. user, so you know, he's you know, like, I channel the force to sound like Dee Bradley Baker, and here we are.
0: Did he? Did he mind trick a clone into saying that, and then record that? Right. That—that's plausible, but again, we didn't see it. And I get I get that these are 20-some-odd-minute episodes. They have to move super fast. Like, the TV pacing is insane in Clone Wars. Like, everything. Like no Clone Wars episode has ever been accused of dragging its feet. Right. Like, they just go it, so fast. And I get they can't waste the time. Right. But I feel
1: like it's kind of important. You know? So we'll continue with the premise, however. So somehow okay. a clone has, uh, has communicated to, K- to Krell... And Krell's like, well shit. I
0: Let's table this little discussion and we're gonna go out and deal with this situation.
1: Right. Right. Which
0: So he's he's like, Rex, tell your men to keep an eye out for Umbarans disguised as clones. You need to go fucking kill people. Right. So they head out. And it is this is the literal fog of war moment. It is extra soupy foggy in the in the section of Umbara that they're going to, the coordinates that they've been given. Right, it's fucking impossible to see. They can't see where they're being shot from. They can't get a good beat on the enemy. They do uh, almost trip over another Vixus on the way. Uh The the (laughs) plant in the ground. Those guys is not a Sarlacc, but a a distant cousin of those guys. Yeah, Um, and they do finally spot the enemy, and uh, they're like, "Oh shit!" No, they totally are disguised as clones. They're disguised as the. They're in two twelfth armor. Right. So they start firing. They start lobbing mortars. It is an ugly fucking fight.
1: Yeah. A lot of clones die. Yeah. yeah.
0: And at, at one point, like, nobody can see. They keep saying over and over again, I can't, can't hardly see. I don't even know what I'm shooting at. Blah, blah, blah. At one point, Rex looks over at a dead enemy on the ground and recognizes a familiar jawline mm. sticking out from under a partially dislodged helmet. Mm. And... This was so horrifying. He tips the the helmet off. That's a clone. Holy shit, they're firing on other clones. He immediately just runs into the middle of the battlefield. He's waving his arms over his head saying, everybody stop firing.
2: Everyone stop firing. Cease fire. They're not a They're clones.
0: He yanks his helmet off. He's like, take your helmets yeah. off. We're clones. They're clones. And the two twelfth guys on the other side see him and see that it's a clone they're like whoa whoa whoa, stop everybody stops firing.
1: uh rex had to grab one of them actually and and, Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah he grabs one and like rips his helmet off and turns him around and shows him to his own men yep like we're clones holy shit this is so fucking heartbreaking yeah it was goddamn awful i i just and watching it like i knew it was coming i've watched this before but it was still like i mean i cried
1: yeah, I mean, it's one of the darkest Star Wars scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If not the darkest, quite frankly, because I, 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 I do remember the first time seeing this, and I was more touched by it than I was uh, the Order 66 in Revenge of the Sith. Right
0: this was mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. this was so wrong everyone on that battlefield is broken over this and they're just the silence after all of that cacophony of the battle the silence on this battlefield now is fucking funereal it is so heavy it was great it was a wonderful storytelling <laughs> it's breaking my heart
1: I mean oh, I mean despite us like not liking this arc this episode, this moment still touched us it was still so well it was done. still really well yeah. done and um the I mean the pure artistry of it was fantastic
2: mm-hmm.
1: Okay so let's So
2: <laughs>
0: so anyway 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 somebody's like hey we found the platoon leader for the other guys if you want to come and talk to him he's still alive so they lead Rex over and it's Waxer Ugh. You can tell it's Waxer because he's got the picture of little Numa's face on his helmet.
2: Oh, God. The guy who
0: rescued a lost little Twilight girl in the middle of a war zone. I can't. He's dying.
1: Because he got shot.
0: Because he got shot by his brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And Waxer lets them know that he got the order from General Krell.
1: It was
2: General Krell. (laughs) He sent us to these coordinates to stop the enemy.
0: This was absolutely deliberate. And fucking Waxer dies with a tear rolling down his face. And I'm going to submit my therapy bill directly to Dave Filoni. (laughs) So, but here's, okay. So Rex's face, which is just, just crushed. Right. Solidifies in that moment into a mask of fucking cold rage which i love to see i'm Mm -hmm. a sucker for cold rage let's do this uh and he lines up all of his men and he's like hey i'm gonna do a treason if you don't want to do a treason you can go now and that's fine
2: anybody who doesn't want to
0: anybody who doesn't want to do treason go ahead and bounce and then everybody steps forward Okay, everybody's on board. Uh, so Rex tells him, "Here's the plan. We're going to go arrest Pong Krell for what he did here today."
1: A Jedi Master.
0: A Jedi Master. We're going to team up and we're going to arrest Pong Krell. It's going to be here we go, and then we get a sexy clone power walk.
1: Yep, back into the airbase.
0: <laughs> and um,
1: it was it, this is where it, what was that? What's that? That director that did like uh, Michael Bay? It was a very Michael Bay moment, almost. <laughs> you know.
0: It would be even more Michael Bay if there was an explosion going behind them. Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, so this is where I would like to, um, I would like to introduce a new counter to the show. Oh, okay. Frankly, it's probably a counter that we should have had prior to this episode. Uh, we're
1: not gonna. Okay, for the record, anybody keeping track of this shit? Because now there are people there are. Uh, uh, Hi, Charles. It's not. This is not retroactive. So please don't. Yeah. Please do not. Yeah.
0: You can just start from here. Uh, this is the bad timing sexiness counter. <laughs> I should not be looking at this moment where these men have decided, they have resolved to take justice into their own hands, and they are marching into very potentially certain death because they're going to go try and detain a Jedi master who is already proven willing and able and eager to kill them. And they are walking towards this very intense moment, but they look so fucking good <laughs> doing it, right? Ugh... Bad, bad timing on the sexiness there. Like, this is not a moment. It's neither the time nor the place. But God, they look
1: good. Oh, God, it hurts so bad right
0: now. <laughs> you okay? I'm fine. Okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about. They realized that Pong Krell sabotaged the, the columns. Right. And, uh, he was just gonna straight, he was gonna execute these guys. And now he's done this. So, pulling back to the war crime counter, um, Yes, yeah, summary execution of his own men is a war crime. You can't do that without a court martial. You could probably wiggle through it saying that because it was insubordination in the in the heat of battle that they needed to be put down. But okay, war crime. But then Krell would have
1: done it himself, right?
0: Well, no, I'm talking about back when Paul Krell ordered the oh, execution right, of oh, right, right, Jesse. Right. That. Okay, Uh, so the sabotage of the comms, that is a middling crime. It's not a war crime. It's certainly something that could have been punishable. But let's look at what he did by tricking clones into killing clones. Okay, tricking your own soldiers into killing other soldiers. There is not really anything in the international humanitarian (laughs) law that covers this.
1: But I assume it's a bad idea, right?
0: Right. So the closest we can get to it is friendly fire. Ah. Uh, friendly fire is by definition accidental. It is defined as an attack by a military force on friendly forces while attempting to attack the enemy, either misidentifying the tar- the target as hostile or due to errors or inaccuracy. Such attacks often cause injury or death. Um, they are typically defined as being caused by the fog of war, which is the chaos and confusion inherent in all warfare.
1: Mm-hmm. Or
0: if you're on Umbara, the actual fog fog.
1: The actual planet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it is caused by errors of location, troops being sent to the wrong place, uh, errors of identification, troops mistaking allies for enemies. So technically what the clones did is a friendly fire incident. Okay. So that would be how that would, if we were to be authorities investigating the situation, we would be looking for fault there. The fault is clearly Pong Krell, who specifically told each group to go to that location and shoot anybody else who's dressed as a clone.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. So it's, 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 it's all his fault, which we agree. Yeah, I, think, I, think, not, I think we can at is, least all agree that it's Pong Krell's fucking fault.
0: Yeah, but for, for I know uh, I can already hear. I can already hear somebody tipping their fucking fedora at me and explaining that actually, Palm Krell was totally right to do this because of some fucking reason I can't even conceive of. So what I'm saying Stephanie, is,
1: he was totally cool. He had really big muscles, and he was so cool, and like he fooled everybody and everything. I hate. And you. he's I a hate man. You. Stop
0: it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop.
1: I'm, Stop I'm it. just. I'm foreshadowing.
2: You can tell he's
0: a man because his testicles are right there on his face. Anyway,
1: Bouncing. So what, Bouncing. what
0: Pong Krell did was intentional. So it's not right. a friendly fire incident because that is by definition accidental. This was intentional. Um, there is no name for what he did other than fucking horrible and wrong. And we just, we just fucking know. We just know that that's wrong. There is no codified war crime for tricking your soldiers into killing your soldiers. It's fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, fuck fuck Pong Krell.
0: Fuck Pong Krell. <laughs> God. It's it's almost Pavlovian at this point, I yeah. have to say it. Fuck yeah. Pong Krell. Um okay, so then they do their inappropriately bad time sexy power walk back into <laughs> the base. Both both the 212th and the 501st have joined forces to take on Pong
1: Krell. Yeah, so they go out, back up the penis tower. And Ponkrell <laughs> is there, and you know he's still a fucking Jedi master. So they're they've informed
0: he's a goddamn terror. Okay, go on. Sorry, yeah,
1: sorry. yeah. So yeah, Rex is like, we're gonna fucking arrest you, and Ponkrell's like, oh yeah, and he fucking force pushes everyone,
0: everybody at once. It's the cool thing about four arms. If you're push- pushing out from your hands, you got four of them. Yep. You just cover all the angles. And
1: then the motherfucker busts out two double dual lightsabers... That are yeah. like thick, right? They're not, they're not. <laughs> but they're- again,
0: bad timing, bad timing, sexiness.
1: So- <laughs> <laughs> this counter gonna get broken really quick. Then uh, the the yeah, but his but his lightsabers like seemed thicker and more intense to me than your yeah. normal even well, even compared to like Savage presses, right?
0: Hmm. So we talked before about how Palm Krell's dual lightsabers—they're hinged in the middle, right? This is the first time we see that design canonically in Star Wars, is this this hinged uh, design. Um, I actually found schematics for the actual animation design of these uh, lightsabers, and they're actually designed to be separated at the hinge as needed. Wow. So if he wanted to, he could separate them and just have one lightsaber in each hand. Ugh. Yeah. So... He but he doesn't need to. He's a goddamn whirling dervish of of, death. of really well lit death. Like, right, he's he is stunningly dangerous. It is really cool. I hate to give him any credit, so I'm going to say, "Hey animators, that fight scene was great."
2: Yeah,
1: Tom no, uh, had pon- nothing to uh, do with that. Pong Krell in action. Uh, maybe if there was more of that, I would have liked him more. But. Uh, he was devastating and he was just
0: awful. He was insane. Um, he yeah. kicks everybody's ass and then he jumps out the window, uh, and lands down at the ground level and takes off running. I will say this for Pong Krell, He's not a, he's not a speedster. No. He's not he's not moving real fast. Kind of big, kind of
1: kind of hard for uh, to resist gravity at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: he's kind of he's got big old clunky elephant feet yep. and he's going to go stomp 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 out into the forest. But so he's not, Rex But and he's them, not
1: intending to run all the way. He's just running into yeah. the forest to hide.
0: Right. So Rex and them get down there. They're about to take off after him into the crazy umbaran forest. Oh wait, we forgot one thing, a very important line. When Rex stepped up to arrest Krell, what did Krell say?
1: I don't even remember. He said, It's
0: treason then.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is a call out to, I don't know, exactly what Sidious says in uh, Revenge of the Sith.
1: I love him so Well, when I love is Palpatine so by the much. Jedi. Yes. Palcrow's just a um, wannabe.
0: Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's treason then. He's out there. It's great. Okay. Oh, um. So Rex is talking to Dogma because Dogma is trying to stop them. And they're either going to have to convince him or kill him
2: (laughs) to get him out of the way. Right. Right.
0: Uh, So Rex tells him, and this is where we see Rex making his full evolution over the story arc. He says,
2: I used to believe that being a good soldier meant doing everything they told you. That's how they engineered us. But we're not droids. We're not programmed. You have to learn to make your own decisions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's what Dogma's just defeated by that because everything he thought he knew, everything that he based his fucking name on is being crumbled in front of him. And I almost feel bad for dogma.
1: Almost. almost. But not quite. Not yet. Uh, congratulations, by the way, Dave Filoni on making a clone character. I actually do not want to have sex with.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, nope. Dogma can go nope, away now. I don't. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's quite enough of that. Yeah. So everybody, but dogma proceeds out into <laughs> the woods and, uh, they're being stalked by a goddamn horror movie monster.
1: Basically. Uh, yeah. Krell is taunting them through the shadows, letting him know mm-hmm. that they were being used and yep. alluding to a grander plan. Uh, and then, <sighs> whole fucking. Sh- all. The, the amount of death that happens. Dude, the
0: fight is brutal. It's disgusting. I mean, it's not yeah. just the lightsabers. At one point, he's having fun. Yeah. Like, he's toying with them. And it's not just that he he puts the sabers away and just goes fisticuffs with them. And it's bad. He's flinging guys all the way like out into the fog. He takes one poor dude and breaks his back across his knee. Like, it's so bad. It's just brutal. And he's like flings Tup uh, away across the field. And Tup manages to find a Vixus
1: in the battlefield. <laughs> oh, God.
0: And he radios Rex. He's like, hey, could you uh, you send Krell this way? Yeah. I got an idea.
1: Yeah, and so Rex is like, circle around as best as you possibly can with this and they, beast of a demon in front of you.
0: Right, and they do. It works. They lure Krell in that direction, and... Uh, <laughs> It almost it almost fucking works. The Vixus snatches Krell up. He, tri- he trips over a vine. The Vixus snatches Krell up into the air, and Krell has to fight for his life. He loses a lightsaber in the process. That's how bad that fucking fight was for him with this Vixus. Yeah. He almost fucking bites it, but in the end, the clones kill the Vixus and stun Pong Krell and get some handcuffs on him, and they take him into custody.
1: Arresting the Jedi Master. Wow. Uh...
0: I'm so exhausted. <laughs> it's
1: a lot. It's a lot. It, this is a lot, right?
0: Yeah, it's so fucking much. Tup got the stun shot on him. Good job. They lock him up in a cell next to Dogma. And Rex, God bless Rex, he needs to, he needs to understand. He needs to know why. So he, standing outside of Pong Krell's cell, he asks him, why? Why did you do this? And? And Pong Krell, here, here. villain monologues.
1: <laughs> well, he is a villain.
0: Yes, I know, but they can't resist it. Um, and here's the thing. He he tells them that he knows that there is a darkness rising in the galaxy and that the Republic is going to lose this war. And the looks that are exchanged between the clones on that one, like they've never heard a Jedi say that before. never. So and, and, that and hit him.
1: He's not wrong.
0: And he's not wrong. Uh, so they know the Jedi are going to lose as a new order rising. And he knows that he wants to be on the side of the darkness that's rising uh, in the galaxy. And so what he's going to do is take Umbara and hand it over to Count Dooku as a present so that Dooku will take him on as his new apprentice. That's This was all an audition.
1: The, okay. So this is complete bullshit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Dooku is bougie. He (laughs) he selects his apprentices, not the other way around. And
0: you don't think Dooku would have been amenable to this particular overture
1: if it wasn't uh, okay. If he had, if he had never met the Ventress or Savage,
0: the Ventress,
1: (laughs) right? Well, yeah, uh huh. Asajj Ventress. Um, Yes, no, I love it. If that had not happened he probably would be desperate to find a suitable apprentice. Mm -hmm. A high-profile Jedi Master is just not a good idea if he doesn't want Sidious to think that, like, I don't know, he's training his apprentice to be able to help him kill him.
0: Right. And also, Dooku doesn't like to train up equals, and it wouldn't take but a hot minute for Pong Krell to rival Dooku.
1: Yeah, theoretically, if Ponkrell is able to grasp the concepts of the dark fo- dark side, yada yada. But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not Dooku's style. That's just not. Yeah, it. No. And so no, uh,
0: he he likes subordinates.
1: Yeah, and that's I. It's a cool idea, right? You have a Jedi Master right. who is foreseeing the end of the galaxy, and so he decides that uh, he's gonna uh, hijack a, a squad of clones and get them to kill each other and. He offer up an entire system that the separ- that the enemy wants and mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I just can't finish that whole thought. I just can't right. <laughs> it just it's, just make it's any fucking sense. stupid.
0: This this moment and this it does disprove my theory from uh the first two episodes that Sidious sent Krell here to destroy the five oh first to further the seduction of Anakin, Skywalker to the Dark Side. No, that's out the window. Pong Krell actually just did all this shit on his own. Yeah. We did have somebody on TikTok comment. Uh, and I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, but I remember your thought, so thank you. Um, that they presented a headcanon that Krell, when he saw this vision of a darkness rising in the galaxy, he also saw Order 66, and he saw the clones rise up against the Jedi, adding another layer and another reason for him to hate the clones, other than just being a bigot.
1: Yeah, I, I, I had a few people tell me the same thing, and I love that idea. Like, that that...
0: It would have been great if he said it. That would have. But...
1: I know. Like, what if he did say? Like, that's again another. Like, just a single line would have been mm-hmm. would have gotten me there. Like, I would have stretched out far enough to like wrap my hands, my head around just something. The, just just something. something
0: I can get like a fingernail into, and I can cling to that. Yeah, and, and I'll god. be like,
1: oh my god, this is the greatest episode ever. I can do it. Then right. you know, but I can't. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's no, too much for me. Rough. The U- The anyway. UFO has landed in front of us. <laughs> that, and, and that's what I'm saying.
0: There you go. There it is. The UFO has landed in the middle of the Dark Ages vampire setting. <laughs> and that's about how much sense this, this shit makes. Anyway,
1: uh, so. Now, again, y'all, this is just our opinion. I'm hoping. Yeah, no. If you love these, this art, great. There's a lot to love about it. I just hope that y'all find us funny a little bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're still listening. This is a long long fucking
1: episode. I I think Stephanie's going to have to cut like an hour from this.
0: Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, then Krell points out to them. He's being super smug. Uh, And he's like, that's cool. Uh, You guys, the Embarans are going to come take this base. And when they do, they're going to set me free. So y'all toddle off now. It'll be fine. I'm just going to wait here for that to happen. Cool. So, uh, yeah, what an asshole. Right. So they uh Rex gets a phone call from uh Obi-Wan. They've successfully taken the capital. The Ambarrans are uh totally on their way though. They're fleeing from the capital and they're coming to take the airbase where Rex and them are right now. Okay. So then Fives because he's always thinking that boy, uh he points out to Rex that Krell has a head full of extremely dangerous intel. Mhm. He has codes, he has strategies, he has combat maneuvers and everything. It would, If he were to be claimed by the Umbarans, if he were to turn over to the Separatist side, if the Umbarans take this airbase and set him free, it would be a devastating blow to the Republic.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: He's too dangerous to leave alive.
1: So they decide they're going to fucking gack him. <laughs>
0: They decide that they need to kill Pong Krell. So back into the prison. We go down through the car garage.
2: The, <laughs> down car to garage, the level yeah.
0: where Pong Krell is. And, um, here's another, This another moment on the bad timing sexiness counter.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cause this is neither the time nor the place. But what the, what the fuck else am I supposed to do when Captain Rex says on your knees? I almost How am I supposed to act right?
1: I almost, uh, that was my second choice for my, my quote. For, <laughs> for the, the opening
0: line? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this whole exchange, Ugh. okay? Because say what you will about Pongrell Krell, he's got a hell of a voice. He does. And I'm such a slut for a good voice. And uh, um, so Rex says, on your knees. And Krell says,
2: <laughs> You're in a position of power now. How does it feel? Ugh
0: and then rex says he lowers the barrier on the cell and says
1: i said on your knees Mm -hmm.
0: and i'm like yes sir (laughs) i'm supposed to be focusing
1: on the moment but i
0: cannot this is this is very serious rex is about to murder murder a man in cold blood and i just in defiance of all of his training and everything focus 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 it's not hot it's not hot it's not hot and then krell says
2: it feels good doesn't it
0: that's it. Uh, I'm done. Stick a fork in me. Bad timing <sighs> sexiness counter right there. Jesus
2: Christ. Yeah, so dates,
1: yeah. I, I don't think God. that should be a counter. I think it's going to break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like every other time that we have cheerfully lusted after a character in Star Wars, it hasn't been like it's
1: Maybe it's because it of the been in a maybe like it's because of, of like how dark this episode is. is that yeah, like there's exactly. There's more opportunity for that counter to like spin, but holy shit,
0: <laughs> it just feels really inappropriate. I felt bad, but not that bad. You know? <laughs> like, it's still really hot, anyway. So Poncrell is taunting Rex, like you can't do it, can you? You're shaking. I can feel you shaking. Which again, bad timing, sexiness. Oh bad timing, sexiness. And all of a sudden mid taunt a blaster bolt pierces straight through Ponkrell's back he's dead
1: out the chest he's dead yeah and i was shocked yeah and i was like rex you did oh it wasn't rex
0: he turns around and who's got the gun
1: fucking uh what's her name again <laughs> <laughs> dogma <laughs>
0: dogma fucking dogma god fucking dogma Damn. Um, he took the gun out of five's holster and shot and
1: him. dogma's face legit broke my heart
0: yeah yeah yeah, because it was he, he, would, he had it,
1: to. It, his mind cracked, and he did that, and he's never, he's never, he's he's not ever going to be a functional uh, clone in terms of being able to be in battle anymore. After that. no,
0: well, and that's that's the thing. Okay, so that's the end of that moment. The Republic shows up. Yep. Reinforcements arrive. Dogma. We we see Dogma being led away in shackles. Yep. And he and Rex exchange a look. Yeah, and there's a there's a nod there, and I think in that moment we are meant to infer that Dogma's going to take the fall for the entire situation, right? And I would, as I, uh, I,
1: I I got the same feeling too, but like mm-hmm. again, like why not? Why not Rex just tell the truth about exactly what happened? Like why well, would we'll there have been it. any kind of punishment about of anything anywhere? I
0: know, I know, I know. Just give me a second. Let me wrap up this episode, okay? Oh. <laughs> and then we will dive into that. <sighs> so anyway, uh, Fives and Rex have a moment uh, where they're watching Dogma get taken away. And Rex is like, ugh. And Fives says, don't worry, someday this war is going to end. And Rex says,
1: then what? We're soldiers. What happens to us then? Oh, my God. And that's yeah, And I think that's just the first meant. time where that implication is like specifically like laid out like that.
0: Right. Well, Especially it has Rex? been, it's been brought up before in the form of Cut Laquane.
1: Mm. Right. Cut
0: LaQuan looked at what am I going to do when there's not a war anymore? And he's like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to go be happy and have a family. And that was what his whole conversation with Rex was about. But at that point, Rex was, was, was Rex Rex. He was 100% bleeding Republic Blue Rex. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now he's starting to ask himself that same question. Wow. And that's rough. And that's the end of the episode. So let's talk about... Well, we also find like, out...
1: Well, last note. We also find out, like, at the at, before a little bit before all that, that Obi-Wan Kenobi's men had routed the Umbarans, and they have the system now. Just yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, they took Umbara. Just like that. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anticlimactic. Good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and like, yay, we forced these people to be part of the Republic now. Hooray for subjugation. Is that what we're celebrating today, guys? Okay. Anyway.
1: Well, uh, good for Chancellor Palpatine to yeah, uh, good job. have another system. One way or
0: another, he was going to get Umbara. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part <laughs> about playing both sides of a war. It's, a, it's a win-win win
1: for him always. It's win? insane. Win,
0: win, 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 He's always winning. Oh, okay. Terrible So <laughs> these four episodes, um, for one thing, this is, I think, our first four-episode arc, and uh, it was massive. It was dark. It was deeply impactful, right? Like, this is going to have ripples that just spread out over all of the rest of the Star War.
1: Yeah? <clears throat> um, Obviously.
0: There's frightening implications at, at work here. Yeah?
1: Yeah. No. Nothing. I mean, other than other than um, the character development we got out of the clones, there, there is no mention of Pond Crow whatsoever. Uh, there's no it conversation never... that Jedi have about like what have we become if a Jedi master has done this to the clones and there's
0: to... there's no there's no discussion of uh so now we know the clones can rise up and kill us mm-hmm. if we push them far enough. There's no, there's no discussion about how the clones might be dif- d- dangerous to keep using because of that. Uh, there's no, hey, maybe we should make them people and give them like representation and a say in their lives and a, get an opportunity to choose whether or not they're going to serve. That's not a thing. Um, there's no, uh, there's no nothing. There's no the first, the first, the first time I watched through this arc. I was chomping at the bit to see the conversation between Rex and Anakin about this. Yeah. I so badly wanted Rex to sit down with Anakin and tell him how he and the 501st had been abused in his absence. Because that's what happened here. These men were, their, their trust was violated. They were abused to death in many cases. And that never happened. We never got. We
1: that. never. We never got it. Yeah, there's so much we didn't get. Um, there was one headcanon I liked uh, out of all the different theories I've gotten um, from mm-hmm. uh, one of our listeners that uh, gave us feedback, and they did not want to be identified and respect. So I was like, okay, okay so. But um, they did. Uh, they did think that uh, Palpatine orchestrated this uh, because that was the only way possible. Ponkrell could have had this like phantom reassignment. Uh, to the five oh first. Like you can't it, it had to have come from somebody higher up in the Republic and maybe not necessarily a another Jedi. Okay. Okay. And in 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 this theory, uh mm-hmm. Palpatine foresaw that Krell was going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was no risk there, The risk was minimal to him Compared to other shit he's pulled Like A.A. the Z- mm-hmm. Zillo Beast for example right? uh, This is relatively low risk to him If he knows for sure Ponkrell is going to die The question mm-hmm. is in what manner And how And so that uh, f- to Palpatine Umbara was a testing ground For how well the clones Can, uh, uh, can, can deal with the Jedi Master
0: Oh shit Okay so this was a test fire.
1: This was a te- this was a alpha test of Order sixty six.
0: Jesus, ew! Oh. I like it. I like it as yeah. a head cannon. It at least it makes us make a little more sense in the grand scheme. Um, but yeah, as far as any lasting implications, oh, we have to assume yeah. that I guess I guess dogma takes the fall for everything, and everything gets swept under the rug, and we just move on and carry on with the war. The lasting impressions that that are made. Uh, the most significant ones are on Fives and Rex. Yeah. Because both of the... Fives is... um, His independent thinking is... Is proven out to be accurate and correct and so he uh goes on to rely on that more we will see him later Mm -hmm. uh trusting his gut and his instinct and uh, having no problem rebelling against authority so that carries out and that started here rex's entire worldview has been shook and that will continue to evolve over the rest of this series and well into rebels and then hopefully into the ahsoka show
1: Uh, and he makes it through spoiler
0: alert he lives forever he lives forever always and forever
1: he finds this holocron that gives him immortality and yeah keeps him hot and alive forever okay okay
0: okay uh but that's that's it we're done with umbara 9 million hours
1: later oh, no, <laughs> this this is the longest is,
0: think, episode ever. Our
1: longest episode ever. Uh, but y'all uh, okay. y'all seriously this is our opinion. Again, you love these ep- yeah. these episodes are important. Absolutely. We're not going to say we're not going to minimize that at all.
0: I am not saying uh, Clone Wars could not proceed as it has in the extraordinary storytelling feat that it that it has been without this arc. This arc is integral. Right. It is vital and necessary that doesn't mean I enjoyed this.
1: Right. Right. And that's okay. That's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
0: If you do love it, I, I'm i so happy for you. I'm so glad that you do. There's a lot to love about it, but I'm glad it's over.
1: <laughs> well, I'm looking
0: forward to not this. Yeah,
1: but Stephanie, it's okay because right, the next episodes we're covering, it's just like one episode, right?
0: You're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, what we are covering next time is it's a three-episode arc, <laughs> which is easy breezy, right? Uh, it's just it's just slavery. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's not the same thing. We're gonna all. light things up with some slavery, Fuck. real quick. Yeah. Just, you know. um, so
0: we are going to be covering Jeez. season four, episode eleven, "Kidnapped." Season four, episode twelve, "Slaves of the Republic," and season four, episode thirteen, "Escape from Cadavo." Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun.
1: <laughs> I get it. And
0: then and then what's the next episode after that gonna be? Huh? Huh? Because huh? it's gonna be right leading up right up to Christmas. What do you wanna
1: <laughs> Oh my god. Are we gonna talk about that now?
0: I'm just saying we will be doing a special Christmas episode. We don't know what.
1: Oh we yet. know we know what. We're gonna we're not gonna Okay, let's not bullshit people right now. You don't
0: wanna tease? You don't wanna <laughs> well okay fine fine chris tell them tell the people what they want to okay know.
1: so those of y'all that are our longtime listeners you are aware <laughs> of my disdain for the original star wars holiday episode uh-huh however because the book of boba fett is coming out soon <laughs> and Bo- whether i like it or not boba fett made his debut in this fucking thing uh-huh. we're going to be covering the old school uh, star wars christmas special yeah!
2: <laughs> that includes awkward Wookie faces, B. Arthur
1: <laughs> giving us a musical number to the Cantina song. Yes. And so much more awkwardness. But- Chewie's father in law
0: watching porn in the middle of the living room. It's going to be yeah. great. Because here's the thing, y'all. Uh, if if you can't remember a year ago, I tried to convince Chris to do the original holiday special for our last Christmas episode, but he was like, "No, no, no! Lego Star Wars made a holiday special."
1: And honestly, so I kind of wish let's do we. That instead. I I, I kind of wish. I wish
0: they'd made another one.
1: <laughs> I wish they made another one. Well, I also wish we didn't do it because, uh, again, that was that morning. I woke up and saw Luke fucking I know. Skywalker save Grogu. Uh so I couldn't even talk about my favorite moments of that episode. <laughs> I know. Cuz I was going to cry my ass off talking about,
2: "Oh my god, Luke scream."
1: <laughs> and you would have been like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Cuz you had more I know. Yet. Okay,
0: okay, yeah. okay. 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 I'm so tired and my cat is screaming outside
1: the door right
2: now. <laughs> um, yeah, this Are we <laughs> Are we done We're, here? We are done. Are we fucking we are done? done? We're fucking done.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, are we ready to outro then? You want to outro? I'm so ready outro the show. I'm gonna ready. I'm ready to outro the show in three, two. Hey, everybody! Thanks so much for listening. We super appreciate it. If you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you totally should. We're adorable. I think. I hope. Uh, You can find us on all the social medias. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the TikTok as at Darkside Divas.
1: And if you haven't done so already, y'all, it would be super cool if you you can subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. And also tell your friends about us because we would really like for more listeners just because... You know, our community is really cool. We just think that, like, more people know about us, the better. And, yeah, okay, yeah. look, we want to be popular. That's, I, <laughs> I need more friends. Okay. But, no, seriously, tell your friends about us. Subscribe. Uh, we think we're funny. And we think if more people hear about us, they would think the same thing, maybe. at a Maybe. At least at a smaller percentage. But, yeah, subscribe to our podcast. We're on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, just check us out. And, if, and also leave us a review. We re- really appreciate mm-hmm. that, too.
0: We also have a YouTube channel. We're on YouTube as Dark Side Divas. We do a bi-weekly show there called The Divas Unleashed where we um we we dick around and answer questions. It's it's, <laughs> it's, I, it's just, not our It's just us being awkward on camera. Just, uh, yeah, it, it
1: that, but it's still funny, I'm told. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, d- definitely check that out too if you're into the YouTubes. Uh, if not, you know, I understand. There's a lot of crap mm-hmm. on YouTube. <laughs> but anyway. I don't
0: understand. I think we're amazing, and everybody should. No, watch I, our no, show. no,
1: we're amazing, but I don't know about the rest of YouTube. That's what no, I'm saying.
0: You, YouTube is a hellscape, not unlike Twitter. Anyway, anyway, um,
1: that's <laughs> it for like, us, y'all.
0: I feel like I feel like I have lived an eternity <laughs> in <know>. this podcast <laughs> episode. You
1: skipped a week, and we got to make up for lost time.
0: <laughs> and now I'm just trapped well, give me here. Giving our listeners a a, mac, is
1: a, a a major episode, you know. We're <laughs> waiting. Okay, all right.
0: We're gonna go. We're gonna say goodbye. All
1: right, goodbye. Say bye.